0: Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back. Uh, This is Kimbo here. I'm giving you guys a little update. I wanted to bring you guys this reprise of this amazing episode of My Dear Friend Fierce. Uh, She's a stripper, activist, sex worker, sugar baby, and pole dancer. This was episode 15. I'm bringing it back because she just totally inspired me. Um, She ran this amazing event. Um, for the sex work and the pole dance and the stripper community uh, that I was going to be a part of and perform. However, COVID... (laughs) It's not over, y'all. I didn't get COVID, but I did have a COVID scare. I am good, but I didn't want to risk performing and getting anybody sick. So I decided to pull myself from the event. Um, Doesn't mean that I'm not going to do anything more because I have lots of plans. I have lots of things planned for the future. So um, this inspired me, though, to bring this episode back. It's Pride Month uh she's a wonderful activist for the queer space and i just can't wait for you guys to rehear this if this is your second time listening you know do your girl a favor and leave a little comment you know what i'm saying leave a little uh check mark or whatever the fuck they do nowadays tag us on your socials um this was a great conversation i loved hearing about her story and i hope you guys love it too so I'll bring you guys back to episode 15, stripping, sex work, and pole dancing featuring Fierce. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome again to another episode of Kimboology, featuring your girl Kimbo, the Blazing Sensation, aka the Traveling Chafing Queen, aka KimboLina, aka Daughter of Pajanat, aka Slayer of Poles, aka Mother of Georgie, aka Sexy Stir Fry, aka Captain Planet. She's a hero, gonna take pollution down to zero, aka Miss Pussy Control, aka the the hustling hussy, aka twerking on your daddy's couch. whoa, Aka, yes, my middle name is spelled wrong. And yes, it is. Aka Kimbo of all trades because she can do it all. Brr, brr, the, <laughs> the horn. Um, hi, guys. Welcome again to another episode of Kimboology. This is episode 15. Are y'all ready? Are y'all ready? Okay, okay. I think I'm ready. It's nung song Sao si ha hok jet back gao sip sip et sip song sip si sip ha. Fifteen, guys. Episode fifteen. Sip ha is how you say fifteen in Thai, and quince is how you say fifteen in Spanish. Okay, you guys, proud of me? I'm keeping up with my counting in Thai and counting in Spanish. Um, for you guys that don't know me and then it's just tuning in, I'm half Thai, so I try to keep up with my Thai on my podcast. So thank you for tolerating that. Oh, cute little note for this. Um, So, ha, so, nung song sao si, ha. Ha is five, right? Ha, H A. So, funny thing is that, you know how when we do LOL, like Americans go LOL, L -L M F A O, or whatever, in Thai, they go five, 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 five. five. And that's code because five in Thai is ha. So, when they do the five, 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 they're really saying ha, 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 ha. Isn't that cute? Did you guys, like, if you ever, like, follow or have Thai friends and if, if you've ever seen them do the whole five, 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 five in their comments, it means ha, 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 ha. It means laughing. So there you go. A little tidbit for you guys. A little, a little something for y'all. Um, another thing that, that kind of, like, correlates with that is, like, I think in the, like, the Latino community, they do ja, 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 which is, like, J-A-J-A-J-A-J-A. J-A, 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 J-A. <laughs> so I think of, like, ja, 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 is, like, the same as, like, the five, 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 five with ties. so... Just a little, you know, little bit of a tidbit for you guys. Enjoy that. So you, now, now when you go see Thai people on their Instagram and stuff, you know what the fuck they're doing. See? Now you're in on it. Isn't that cute? You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, okay, guys. Yeah, so it's another episode this week. Um, anything going on crazy? Honestly, it's been a little bit more chill. Last week was a little crazy. So this week's been like me catching up with like everything here, the podcast, things like that. Um, so it's been good. Um, your girl got a motherfucking bike. We didn't get no Peloton, but we got a fucking Echelon. So it's basically the same shit. Cause I used to work for the, for a company that was selling these fucking bikes. And I know for a fact that literally the company, the person that owns Echelon, like literally just ripped off Peloton. The only thing is that they just don't have that big ass touchscreen. That's why you're paying $3,000 for a Peloton. And we just put our iPad in that spot and it's the same fucking shit so it's been lit your girl's been on that bike working out trying to work off this quarantine weight you know the struggle is real um so it's been cute it's been cute um my cat georgie's still cute he's still you know so adorable he likes to go outside and play with the little like outdoor cats that we take care of but then he likes to go and run in the dirt and go ahead and dig in the dirt because he thinks he's a dog and then so when we bring him inside we have to clean his little paws off cuz they're like muddy as shit. And it was so cute the other day we're, like we were holding him to the sink and like he was like screaming like like cuz we were washing his paws. I'm like, "Hey, hey. You ain't going to track your little muddy ass paws in this house. You better wash them. Thought thaw- you better wash them paws. You better wash them." So yeah, that's me and my son, my cat son, guys. Um, so yeah, thanks again guys for joining. I appreciate you guys listening every week. This week is going to be really, really good. Um, we got your girl fierce back in the, back in the, uh, Kimbology streets. She was a guest with me, me and her were a guest on the black mind chronicles, which was a, which was a bonus episode that was, uh, a couple episodes back. And we were talking, we were on his podcast, which features like, um, like talking about black mental health. And he was trying to figure, like, it was like a coordinating with um, like mental health and like the sex work industry and the pole dancing industry and things like that. So that's why we were on his podcast. And so I asked for you I'm like, girl, you need to be on my podcast, like for real, for real. So she's on this week. We recorded prior to this recording. So you'll see, you'll hear her a little bit later. Um, she's great. She's a sex worker, a stripper, a sugar baby, uh, an all around dope ass bitch. So um, aka Fro baby is also her name. Um, she's really dope. So she's joining us later on. So so tune into that. Keep listening. We talk all about sex work and strippers and pole dancing and P Valley. If you don't watch the show, P Valley. Uh, on stars, so good. I just started watching it this week. Amazing, amazing. So tune into that. But before we do that, let's do our regular degula weekly segments, starting off with sexy sustainability. And this week, guys, I have a really good sexy sustainability for you guys. Um, For my coffee drinkers out there, shout out to y'all, the coffee drinkers, um, who is familiar with Nespresso, the brand Nespresso. I'm pretty sure you have. If you drink coffee, you know what Nespresso is. It's N-E-S-P-R-E-S-S-O. I recently um, was... Doing some brand ambassador work with them and I found out a lot more about the company which made me really happy because they are super super um, They have a huge um, Like they basically are really really big on sustainability um, so if you go on their website there actually is a whole they have a whole like I mean on their website. They have a whole page dedicated to sustainability, which is really really dope um, And they talk about how you know the little Keur- the little Keurig cups how they just like their they're single-use items and those are the worst. So single-use products don't try to try not to patronize single-use single-use items, single-use plastics to be exact, cuz those are really what's killing the planet. Um so obviously with Keurig cups, those little single-use things, those are horrible because you use them once and then you throw them in the trash and then they fucking pollute the planet, you know? So they have this on their website they talk about how they're Capsules that they have, the little Keurig capsules, are made from aluminum, and how they even have a whole program through their website that you can recycle the little capsules, so that way you're reducing your carbon footprint, which is really really amazing. Um, and then they also talk about the farmers and how like they are, you know, they have a sustainability report on their website about you know how they grow and how they keep the sustainable the farm sustainable. Um, so really really dope stuff. Everything's on that website there. So. I really I learned that about the espresso. First of all, the coffee's dope. It's really good. Um, but then to hear about how have they they have this huge campaign for sustainability, which really made me happy because I just think it's super important that companies need to I feel like every single company should have a should have this, like should have a page on their, you know, their tabs dedicated to sustainability and how they're making how they're actually like what they're doing to reduce their carbon footprint and more companies are starting to, um, go carbon neutral and trying to like, they're, they're proclaiming that they're going to be carbon neutral by 2030 or whatever. You know, I'm, I'm happy to see it because I think it's like super, super important to make sure we have a planet to live on if we don't take care of it, you know, and a lot of these huge corporate companies, those are the ones that are really going to make a difference if they start to think about, you know, saving the planet and being sustainable. So, um, and then, you know, my little regular degular podcast with me every week, just talking about sustainability, just trying to inform you guys on just companies that are being earth friendly and, you know, products you can patronize, products you can buy, um, to support the mother earth. So yeah, this week it's Nespresso. So feel good knowing that you're, this company is, um, trying to save the planet, which makes me super happy. So yeah, that's this week's sexy sustainability. Uh, We're going to move it right on along to the recycling of the news. I have a couple things that I pulled to talk about. First thing I wanted to talk about is I watched the Red Table Talk about the... So, uh, fuck, I can't remember exactly when this happened, but this was a little... Maybe, like, last year sometime. Um, Did you know... uh, Fuck, what's her name? Lori Lofton. She's the... She played on Becky on Full House? I want to say, is it one of them white shows? She played on Pecky. <laughs> I think it's Full House. Um, she, her daughter, um, they, they, they were in this huge scandal when um, they basically got caught up for paying, to pay to, you know, get their kids into college. Um, so they were part of this huge scandal. And so basically, uh, Olivia Jade, no, Olivia Jade is her name. That's the young 21-year-old girl that was, you know, that was, Cheated into she was cheated into the school by her mom and dad. Um, she wanted to go lot. She wanted to you know speak her part. She wanted to go on Red Table Talk and tell her story and to apologize. Apparently, um, I watched it. I watched it. If you guys haven't, definitely you know check into Red Table Talk. It started with uh, Gam Gam. And uh, Jada and Willow sitting at the table, just kind of like talking about how this. They're like, and Gam Gam was not here for it. She was like, "Fuck this little hoe." She she was just like not here with this shit. She was like, "I don't want her on the show. I don't want her here." But y'all made me bring her here. Y'all y'all said y'all wanted. To, she's like, "I didn't want her here." She like literally was like, <laughs> like. And then Jada was just like, "I know, mom. I know you didn't want her here, but we you know we gotta like hear the story." Da da da. You know she's like, "I don't care." I don't care. She a little white stuck up little bitch, nah. Cause if the the tables would turn, we we wouldn't have got a place to sit and tell our story. I was like, I'm here for gam gam. I love her. She keeps it real. But I did I did I did love though that um this girl's so young, first of all, she's so young. She's twenty-one years old, right? She's a little white privileged girl, beautiful girl, you know, had everything handed to her. Her parents paid her way into college. You know, she didn't. She publicly went on her YouTube page and said how she didn't give a shit about school. She said she, all she wanted to do was she wanted the college experience, but she didn't want. To, she didn't care about the schoolwork. She just wanted to party, you know, and get drunk and you know get fucked by college boys or whatever. Um, so, but so she actually talked about how her parents are currently in jail. So her, so Lori Laughlin and I think I forgot the name of the father, but they're both serving a two month. Um, sentence at a fancy fucking jail, I'm sure. Two months only. That's all they get. So baby I. Right. <laughs> but they're in jail. And so she just was like she's like, yeah, my parents are in jail. You know, it's been tough. You know, but she did she did stress. She's like, listen, I don't I'm not asking for sympathy. I just I could she said that she for the longest couldn't speak out because of the legalities of the trial and everything. But now that her parents are actually serving their term already, she can talk about it. Um, I don't know. I mean in the beginning, I was I was right with Gam Gam, like, fuck this little bitch. Like, fuck her. She's a little white privileged bitch, you know, getting everything thrown at her. You know, we don't need any more little white prissy white girls fucking spoiled as fuck in this world. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't need it, you know? But she did, she did kind of like say, she's like, you know, I'm happy this happened to me and I'm happy this happened to our family because now we can be accountable. We can go for, I, I no longer can be ignorant to really what's going on. She said, I know this was white privilege. I see that now. She's like a lot of my friends and like me and my friends are in this bubble. Like we live in this little white privilege bubble, you know, so we never understood what the fuck real life was until real life went and slapped her on the face, you know, and said, bitch, what the fuck? You know, really? So, I was happy to see it. Um, I'm happy she acknowledged it. You know, she is young, so I'm trying to practice more forgiveness going forward. you know, I'm trying to give people second chances in that sense, you know and people I think people would deserve it, and she this girl is young. I mean her prefrontal her prefrontal cortex is not even fully developed that your prefrontal cortex is a part of your brain that's not fully developed until you're twenty five years old so In in retrospect, she's not even done, you know, growing her brain. So I have to give her some credit, you know, credit for standing up in a room full of black women on Red Table Talk. You know what I'm saying? With Gam Gam there, you know, talking shit to her face. You know, I had to give her some credit, you know, and I was like, all right, little girl. okay. so let's see now. But let's just see now going forward what she does you know the the whole the whole thing now is to see if she actually starts to do some advocacy work out in these streets or if she really you know tr- tries to um make a change going forward you know with her cute little platform and her cute little white you know you know family and shit maybe they can actually do something now to help to make a change you know so let's just see I, I want to see if she actually you know stands by her word and she says because she's claims that she's gonna like do more to, to help as opposed to just being ignorant and being oblivious to you know, right, white privilege in this world. So we shall see. I'm not holding my breath though. Death, there's just that, you know, I'm just, whatever it is what it is. Um, so another article that I wanted to talk about was this article that I pulled off of PopularMechanics.com, And I know my homegirl Jels will love this cause she, she loves aliens. She's all about aliens. Um, I saw this article and I was like, let me just talk a little bit about this. So it's a, this was on popularmechanics.com and it's an article that says leaked government photo shows motionless cube shaped ufo Ooh! so they actually have a they actually have a um a photo of it too and it looks like i don't know it looks almost like a transformer i don't know <laughs> i don't know i i just it could be anything but it, it said motionless so it was just sitting out in the middle of the Of the, you know, sky. So that's why they were like, what the fuck is this? So the U.S. intelligence community has um, known about the mysterious object for two years. What could it be? So a leaked uh, leaked photo came out to the public. So it's an an unclassified image. And it's been reported, been circulating um, among the U.S. intelligence agencies. And, yeah, it's an aerial phenomenon. They don't know what it is. Uh, It's an unidentified flying object and it's in the cube shaped. Um, Yeah. So like, this is like, I guess it's been just, you know, flying around for two years and nobody's, (laughs) they just been looking at it and just been like, oh yeah, hey, there's that, there's that fucking UFO thing back in the sky again. Y'all, these aliens are watching us like for real, for real. They're just like watching us to see what the fuck we're going to do to the planet because we're destroying it. They're gonna off us. They're gonna fucking get rid of us. They're just like, when the fuck can we get rid of these humans? Because, you know, they they're watching the fucking current news with fucking President Cheeto fucking shit up, and they're just like, oh, they don't want this planet. They they don't want to be here. They they don't love this planet. Maybe just maybe we should just get rid of them. Just you know, as a as a gift to the to Mother Earth. You know, um, yeah. I I'm a huge believer in aliens. I believe that they're here. I believe. It'd be really, it'd be really um, arrogant of us to say that out of one planet, out of the trillions and trillions of stars out there in the planet, which we can physically see, um, that we're the only planet with life on it. Come on. That's really stupid. Like, of course, there's, pl- there's life out there. Whether, you know, they are, you know, you, you know, I don't know whether they have six legs or if they have four eyes. I don't fucking know. I've never seen one. But I do believe that there is artificial intelligence, and I do believe that there are aliens. Like I believe in all that bullshit already. So, I mean, the new we got clue, we got a we got a photo, y'all. They took a photo of this motherfucking UFO. So they're here, and they've been flying around for two years. You know, making TikToks and you know making you know posts on Twitter. Probably who knows. Um, I want to follow them what's up aliens give me your handle give me your ig handle i'll follow you i'll like your photos you know (laughs) um so yeah i just thought i just thought i'd let you guys know about that if you guys haven't heard um and i'll keep this i'll maybe i'll put this article in the show notes so you guys can check out the photo of this of this cube shaped motionless unidentified object in the air so yeah so yeah that's that article i did want to just briefly shout out rashida jones Rashida Jones is the new president of MSNBC. Um, She is a black woman. Yes, Rashida Jones. She currently serves as senior vice president for uh, MSNBC, and she's going to succeed Phil Griffin. Um, And so, yeah, this is an article that I got off the Wall Street Journal. Uh, So it's WSJ.com. And, yeah, it said MSNBC named Rashida Jones as the network's president. Um people are familiar with the the manner said the a major shakeup at the news channel that has raised its profile with political coverage, but struggled to keep peace with the rivals this year. Um so Miss Jones is currently serving as senior vice president for MSNBC, but um, in the news, uh, succeeding longtime network president Phil Griffin. So now she's going to take over and she will be making her first black female executive. She'll be she'll be the first black female executive to run a major generals news cable network. So shout out to her. I was like I'm fucking here for it. I was like really really excited. Um this is Rashida Jones. She is a news cat she's a news anchor woman. She's not the um daughter of Quincy Jones. <laughs> shout out to the Friend Zone cuz uh Dustin Ross thought it was uh, Rashida Jones, the daughter of um Quincy Jones. Rashida Jones, the actress. She's been in The Office. She's in um, fuck what is it called the new show that's called it's not blackish black af i think that was the it's like on netflix or something it's like a sitcom i watched it for a little bit it was cute um she's on everything she's been on i think she was in i love you man she, she's she's been in everything so rashida jones is an actor but she's not the new president of msnbc so this is another rashida jones um she's a beautiful black woman um yeah I've heard her news I've heard her name several times so I was really happy to see that. So happy that things are changing in the right direction. Shout out to black women and black excellence. So I just wanted to address that. And then the last thing I wanted to talk about was this was super interesting. Um and I heard this and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> what does this mean, huh? What does this mean, guys?" Um so this article I just pulled from buzzfeednews.com. Um but This is an article saying that the U.S. government says Facebook needs to sell Instagram and WhatsApp. Oh, shoot. So if you didn't know, WhatsApp owns Instagram and owns WhatsApp. If you guys don't know what WhatsApp is, WhatsApp is an amazing, amazing um, messenger app that I use every fucking day. I love it. I love WhatsApp. Love it. Um, But it's mostly used among international people, people that travel a lot, people that... Um, If you have friends overseas, things like that, it's a great way to communicate for free to people that live overseas. Um, That's typically why I think WhatsApp is super popular. It's also really great because I use it with my family because some of our family members have Androids and I have iPhones. So, like, the whole – if you try to send video and photos to an Android, if you have an iPhone, like – good luck. Like the fucking photo will be all rasterized and shitty. And there's just so many issues when you try to transfer, you know, between Android and iPhone. So when you do that through WhatsApp, it doesn't have any issues. You can send videos, you can send photos, um, everything through WhatsApp. And it's great. Like the person on the other end will get it clearly. It will not be rasterized. So it's like a, it's a really good mediator to that. So plus you can send voice recordings, unlike fucking iPhone, messenger which sucks. I hate sending voice recordings through that because I love sending voice recordings to um my international friends because obviously our time zones are all different. So it's great because they could just get it whenever they wake up and listen to it and they can respond to me whenever they, you know, can. So um but it's great. WhatsApp will allow you to, you know, lock your you can push the button and you can lock it in that way you don't have to hold it down like in fucking iPhone messenger to send an audio message and I'll send like 30 minute fucking voice recordings and tw- you know, 20 minute, 40 minute voice recordings to my home girls over there in, in overseas. And it's great. So I love WhatsApp. But anyways, back to what the government's trying to do. So the government basically, um, so it says here for Facebook has used illegal monopoly power and unlawful scheme to stifle competition uh, degrade personal privacy and crush rivals, according to the antitrust lawsuits filed Wednesday by the Federal Trade Commission and attorney, attorney generals from 47, 46 states and two territories. So for nearly a decade, Facebook has used its dominance to monopolize power and to crush smaller rivals and snuff out competition, um, all at the expense of everyday users. So basically... Um, by using its vast troves of data and money facebook has squashed or hindered what the company perceived as potential threats so in a sense i think uh, just in layman's terms i don't want to read the whole fucking article to you i think you know obviously in in you know america like it's illegal to mon- like to monopolize like if it's there, there can't be one company that controls all of something you know like it has to, that's not that's illegal so in a sense facebook kind of was doing that because like when they saw Instagram getting too big before they got too big, they just bought them out. And the same with WhatsApp. So like they, you know, whenever they see companies that were getting too big, too fast, if they could swoop in there, either steal or zuck, that's like a whole term for like stealing, like zucking, like Mark Zuckerberg, he would zuck people's ideas. So like the whole Facebook, st- uh, Instagram store, uh, no snaps, Snapchat started with the stories. Um, And then all of a sudden you saw it on Instagram and then you saw it on Facebook. Now it's on Twitter, you know, like they're all starting to steal the same type of like platforms, ideas, you know. So Facebook uh, used all that basically to take over and control, you know, now they're owning like what Instagram and what's is it basically. And this has been an issue I've heard for quite some time where the government's kind of been swooping into these larger, larger, um, like, uh, what do you call it? Technology co- companies like Amazons and Google and things like that. Cause they, they feel like they're big, they're too powerful. So they want to swoop in and, you know, and, and solve that because, it, you know, according to the government, like according to the federal law, like companies like these can't get too powerful. They can't monopolize certain, certain avenues. Like Amazon, I feel like is next because Amazon is like literally like Owns all the e- e-commerce. Like everybody buys their shit on, on Amazon now. It's like, and if anything, like you know, if there's a smaller company, like they buy it off or they just um, push their ads over the. You know, like if you go on Google and you Google. Air purifiers or whatever. Guarantee whatever ad that pops up first will be Amazon ads or links to Amazon. So I don't know. I feel like that's gonna be next because it's like I don't know how that's gonna also stay. I'm, I'm sure like uh, you know lawyers are trying to find loopholes or I'm you know or maybe Am- Jeff Bezos is trying to find loopholes so that way he's it's not illegal. But they're coming after Facebook and I feel like Amazon's gonna be next. So that's just my opinion. I again I'm not an expert in these things, but I saw that and I was like oh. I wonder what that will mean. But I did see that the stocks for Facebook went down just by 2%, but nothing too crazy. But, um, yeah, because now Facebook has to sell Instagram and has to sell WhatsApp. So I don't know. I hope that, I hope that it makes it better. Like, I feel like ever since Facebook bought out Instagram, like the whole algorithms came into play. And then now, you know, your friends that you follow every day, you can't see their shit till like, for hours, or you have to go to physically go to their page in order to see what they posted like two minutes ago and shit. It's just like stupid. It's like what the fuck is with these algorithms? It's too much power. They like to like do this whole power play thing, and on social media, you know, because they want mon- money ultimately, you know. So um, I'm I'm eager to see if you know what company buys Instagram and WhatsApp as well, because that's also going to be huge to the stock markets and things like that. So just keep a lookout. I'm going to try to keep a lookout on what companies are going to like take over Instagram and um, WhatsApp because I also want to make sure I'm, a, you know, I'm, a, you know, looking at the stock market and making sure that I, you know, buy the right stock. Um, so yeah, keep a lookout for that guys. So I just thought that was super, super interesting. So yeah. So I don't know what that means for Facebook. I'm sure it's, nothing's going to change in the level of like, you're still going to have Instagram. You're still going gonna, still gonna to have a WhatsApp. You're still going to have a Facebook, but maybe you might see things change the way the advertisements run or the algorithms change or you know things like that so yeah keep a lookout for that guys I just wanted to put that on your radar all right guys um I think it's time for us to introduce fierce so I'm going to go for a little breaky break and then when we come back we will hear from fierce the sex worker slash sugar baby slash pole dancer slash stripper extraordinaire all right guys And we we will be right back back After after these these detailed detailed messages messages. Hello, hello, hello We are back from our break And welcome to Kimboology We actually have a guest this week And this guest actually Me and her did a podcast episode We actually uh, were guests on the Black Mind Chronicles podcast This dope guy named Chase from Dallas, Texas Shout out to you Chase He had us on um, to talk about, you know, being pole dancers and strippers and things like that. And me and her are like, this is uh, Fierce, my homegirl, and she's the shit. And so she's been on my show, but now she's officially going to be like officially, officially on the show. And so in the Kimboology, you know, structure. So I'm excited to talk to Fierce. Fierce, introduce yourself. Say hi.
1: Hi, everyone. I'm Fierce. Um I met Kimbo when we did a Snoop Dogg together.
0: we, <laughs> we danced did. on stage at Snoop Dogg together. <laughs> yeah, that's like they're literally like, yeah, girl, because I didn't even know I didn't even know you. Like, yeah. Um, but then we like showed up. Like we showed up and there's, you know, Fierce is this fucking cute ass. She's got she's like petite, but she's got a booty and she's got a <laughs> symmetrical face. This shit was so funny <laughs> when this bitch was talking about. So yeah, I'm like... I'm the shit. Like, I'm a fucking stripper, but you know, I have a very symmetrical face, so I'm beautiful. I was like, I don't have to admit <laughs> I mean, I didn't
1: face. mean it like all conceited, but like, it's just like, that's what gets you places in the, in the sex work industry.
0: because <laughs> nobody <laughs> explains it like that. No <laughs> one actually said, like, oh, I'm beautiful. I have a symmetrical face. It's just like, <laughs> right?
1: but yes, that's literally actually, the quantifier for it. Fuck European beauty standards. A sec- symmetrical face will get you far. I said okay. when we were talking about that, the freaking Rihanna one where they like flipped her face like one half both sides Uh and her face was still like perfect yeah she has a symmetrical fucking face that's why she's girl i need to do that to mine it's
0: not (laughs) you know what i bet you if anything like one cheek one eyes a little crooked than the other or like my nose no that's what i'm saying like
1: (laughs) like i'm sure that if i did that to myself i would also be like oh my god oh oh." (laughs) speaking of that i there was this like i saw this terrible thing on like some fucking like one of those things when people post like dating app fails or whatever yeah this girl posted a screenshot and this dude told her oh i ran your picture through the pretty scale like website and you're pretty so like you're like over 80 percent pretty so like i'm down to date you and she was like Wait, i'm what sorry what the fuck, what the fuck? okay so then i went on this website because i was like what the fuck is this bro this website <laughs> literally tells you to upload the picture and then it gives you like an outline of like a face like with like the face shape and eyes and a nose and a lip and then you like adjust it onto your face and then it has you put lines like at like the sides of your mouth the sides of your ear the sides like by your ears and like your eyelids and stuff so like can measure the distance between those things Bro. And then it tells you like, okay, like your forehead is too big to be beautiful, but you are within pretty range for like the size of your lips. Your chin is too small. Your eyes are this, your whatever. And like literally like meticulously goes down each of your features and tells you which are considered conventionally attractive and which aren't. And, like Okay, so this was invented <laughs> by a
0: man. Definitely. Yes, of
1: course. <laughs> Doesn't it seem like that shit like from the social network that like Mark yeah. Zuckerberg data yeah. and like Harvard, that bullshit.
0: That shit was some wild. like arbitrary
1: rating like thing. Like, dude, that's if that's really good. what you're using to determine whether someone is attractive, like you're trash. Ridiculous. Like absolutely right. like you just you go home. Just
0: go home. <laughs> go to sleep. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. Well, we're over here rambling. We haven't even introduced you officially. I know. We're, we're already need talking. about. tell the people who you are and like, Yes, we met. So yeah, yeah, guys. Me and Fierce know each other because we both were pole dancers and strippers for the for Snoop Dogg's concert that we yes. performed together in Milwaukee. So that's when. And she was, you know, riding me like in the surfboard, like you know, like the whole surfboard ride. Yes, we did a
1: surfboard. Yeah, we were like partner time I've ever done a surfboard? Like, yeah, I'm gonna
0: 100%. I'm gonna put all this in the like visuals for our YouTube so they can yes. see all this. It. So it'll be real cute. <laughs> um, but yeah, so but I want to like tell us who you are though officially and like yes.
1: Okay, so I'm fierce. I am a stripper, sugar baby, and all around sex work hoe type of shit. Um, I'm also a big activist. Um, I uh, when I was stripping pre-COVID, because that's over, that's dead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I had worked in 17 clubs in six states, so I've been around a little bit. I really loved stripping. Um, I will probably go back when there's vaccine and vaccinations and herd immunity and things. Um, but I don't think it'll ever be my main source of income because yeah, <laughs> So did you I've been it, learned. Yeah.
0: Did you find like, cause I, I don't know, like, I know that you're so officially she's retired. So Fierce is a, ret- a retired stripper right now because she said, fuck the bullshit, you know, and, and it was that, just also, not
1: realistic. I mean, right. I mean the clubs in Chicago have been closed the majority of the pandemic. I think the club that was my main club that I went empty my locker at to say I officially retired has been open a max of four weeks since March.
0: Oh, okay. They're
1: closed and have been closed for like the past month so like it's okay. over it's dead
0: <laughs> we're, <laughs> like, we're kind of back on like lockdown so to speak a little bit I mean like the essential workers the grocery obviously those are
1: yes but like the only thing you can do is outdoor dining which in Chicago winter is absolutely absurd to me like I, I just, know
0: I don't know at I'll this
1: point it. like if you want to eat at a restaurant you should order <laughs> like, I really don't understand why anyone's really like going in person I understand that like so they do still have servers on staff, but I'm just like at this point they should just shut down outdoor because it makes no sense for anyone to be eating outdoors in this weather. We,
0: you know what, girl? Though the people are so desperate though to get the fuck out the crib that they are like renting the igloos and being in the cold eating food. And you know what though, bitch, I'm not even like gonna lie. Like I miss that camaraderie. I miss like going and seeing my hoes and just like yes. chilling like. And, like like I was just reaching out to my girls and I'm like, yo, we haven't seen each other. Like it's and forever. just, and I feel like, I think at least for people to know that's an option, even though it is 30 motherfucking degrees outside right now, Fahrenheit mm-hmm. in Chicago, at least it's an option. But at the same time, so many, um, so many restaurant restaurants Servers and bartenders and things are furloughed right now. They're not working. Yeah, so. they're not working.
1: They're not also, working. I, funny, funnily enough, I did is I did an igloo before it was cool, ah, <laughs> like two <bitch>. birthdays ago. <laughs> I'm born in January, so it's always freezing on my birthday. Um, I had an igloo. I like rented an igloo at the top of this bar and like did Ew. brunch with my friends. It was like a small like inflatable igloo. It wasn't like the huge ones they have at some places. But yeah, yeah. it was super cool. Like I just at this point, like I. I am so not trying to leave my home for things that aren't essential to my life. Like, really? I am doing my own nails now. Okay, I bought a dip powder, powder kit. <laughs>
0: like, oh, girl, t- oh, you gotta tell you gotta send me the links and all that to what how you got. Well, I
1: got the Ki- Kiara Sky one because it was like an all-in-one thing, and does. honestly, I'm happy with uh, what I did. I'm gonna get better at it as I do it more, but yeah. officially there. And then, like, I got my fake lashes taken off my lash extensions for the first time, like since we got like back into like kind of normal in June. Um, So like, She's a DIY bitch.
0: I know. We got to kind of like, we got to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like my man cuts my hair now, you know, like. Oh my goodness. That's not trust. I like, not not like the pro. The like shaved side situation. Oh, like, he shaves you. Okay. Right. Gotcha. It's just like, You're right
1: like, now, not the hair. <laughs> girl,
0: he literally would be like, bitch, get the fuck out of here. With that. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I don't know how to do that shit. You no, know? I mean like, Take some clippers, get this fucking, you know, get my undercut
1: going, yeah,
0: cut off because it's just like got to go, and it grows so fast, so like. Yeah, I mean, we gotta do what we gotta do, you know. And it's like it's these are like tar- like tough times, and especially in the sense of like and, and, and I think it's great because people are trying to people people being creative. And you know, I've always been this like hustler mentality type of person too. I know you're a motherfucking hustler because you a stripper girl because you y'all are the queen of hustlers. <laughs> but like for me, I've always been able to find a little like okay, let me save a little bit here. Let me sell this here. Let me do this here. Let me pick up pick up this gig here. Like that's how I've made it in, made it through this life. But um. Yeah. But yeah, so you've mentioned that, you know, you're not, you know, you're not stripping at the moment. You're a retired stripper right now. And you will possibly, you said you're most likely to go back to stripping when things get a little bit more, like, on the, like, sure side of, like, yeah. vaccines and things like that. Because, like, Absolutely. my girl, my home girl in Australia, she uh, is back to stripping. And she actually, um, yeah, she actually is back dancing now and so i don't know i have to catch up with her and see how yeah
1: because australia like took it seriously (laughs) yeah i saw like a picture of like a sporting event no no no. i saw a video of a festival a music festival happened in australia recently and they were just doing regular music festival shit big crowd people sitting on each other's shoulders and shit no mask chilling
0: and i was like wow
1: most well, I don't know. I guys. mean, like I know. <laughs> I mean, like
0: they should still be probably like because they still, like they could still spread it. It's still out here, but they're just like they they've been they've been like shut down during this whole like yeah. the whole time we've been away. We've been open. They were sh- they were closed because yeah. it was winter time. So now we've switched yeah, exactly. Now like, they're in they summertime. didn't
1: have a reason to be out of their houses. Exactly. What right. fucked it now up we- for us here was the fact that we went into lockdown and in Chicago wasn't warm yet. But in right. most parts of the country, it got warm in April. And that was when right. lockdown fucking started. Right. So like that was like that was the season for restaurants, for bars, for most businesses, for any tourist thing or whatever. And like sure a lot of events got closed, but like in general, like the US did not shut down. And I would be surprised if parts of the US are shut down at all still. Like Girl, Florida. They are Texas and locking and,
0: and twerking in Texas and Atlanta. Yeah. And Florida. The, I mean, no masks. All the restaurants are open. It's just like Kiki City out there. Which is wild. <laughs> I was
1: freaking, I was listening to the read earlier today, and they had a listener letter read. from someone in a- ATL who had a friend who's like been out out partying or whatever Oh yeah, I, I heard that. One. yes and he had a he like posted a fake covid test and oh, then because yeah. yeah he posted a face, fake covid test and then this friend he like asked this friend to like go take a package inside for him so he had their key and he went and snooped around their house and found that they had had covid yeah and let them come over and hang out with him like right. knowing they had covid and i'm just like and like was out and like going to parties and shit like
0: like how (laughs) yeah girl my yeah that's just I was okay I was like and this
1: is why I stay home the only thing I have (laughs) done and like gone out to do was my friend just got their titties done okay and they like were like I'm I just went to my like we like made a plan we were all gonna like not all like a five-person group we were like gonna meet at their house social distance wear a mask and like be there for them like because mm-hmm. they're like first real like invasive surgery they've ever done and we also wanted to see the titties of course of course <laughs> yes.
0: but you yeah like see the titties, titties
1: look great oh, yes. and it was like a nice little thing like to do and that's like the last time I saw my friends and it was probably going to be the last time I see them until the new year
0: I mean, yeah, I mean, that's real as fuck, you know? I mean, I think we have to, like, try, like, me and my homegirls, too. Like, there's, like, a group of five of us, too, and we're going to try to, like... Because my homegirl, she's pregnant. Well, two of my homegirls are pregnant.
1: Ooh. But, know, everybody's having
0: oh. Bitch, everybody pregnant. <laughs> so, so oh, like... We're, no, we're gonna, uh-huh. <laughs> so, we were going to try to, like, get together, like... Because she said when she is... Before, a month before she's due, she's going to, like, lock her ass in her house and never leave. yeah. So, like, and so she's like, "Yeah, maybe I'll just try to have y'all over for just one, like, and then do the same things: wear the yeah. mask, wear the mask,
1: hang yeah. out. But like, actually get to see each other like face right. to face because that's not happening anymore."
0: Right. Well, honey, I'm just like curious because it's like, okay, so you're you're not you're a retired stripper right now. So like, you didn't mention you're like a sugar you're a sugar baby and all that. How are your bills getting paid if you don't mind? Like, you're, are you like how how are you making money right now? Like, what is going on?
1: So technically speaking. When it comes to, like, income, what I'm receiving is not considered income. I already spoke to my tax guy about this. (laughs) What I'm receiving is considered gifts. So, but um, my sugar daddy has my rent on auto pay. Bitch! And he pays me on the first and the 15th, like, a bill. (laughs) He pays what? He pays, he sends me additional money aside from my rent on the first and the 15th, like, I'm a bill. yes (laughs) so yeah we like um i met him in vegas when i was in vegas before quarantine started and then like he is like the thing that like i got out of vegas like of all the stuff that i that happened in vegas for me he is by far the best thing that happened to me in vegas like there's no way i would have met him if he hadn't been at a convention and i hadn't been at spirit rhino at the right time like that was literally it like he, like, found me, I found him, and, like, we talked, and he's divorced, and I was just like, you need a girl like me in your life.
0: <laughs> like, yes, yes, can you tell us a little bit? Like, we don't have to, obviously, like, names and all that, but, like, what yeah. is he? Is he, like, super old? He's a white
1: old... Dec- okay, old, so dude. he's not decrepit. He's <laughs> in his 50s. Okay. Um, I... I I can't. So like, my parents had me super young, like in their teens. Okay. So I am not the type of bitch who can be like, he's older than my father. Like everyone's older than my father. Like, <laughs> right. My father's right. in his forties. A lot of people are older. Oh, than my bitch! <laughs> yeah, like his early forties. Well. Like my parents are very young. Oh my god, <laughs> girl! Yeah. So I'm like, if, if I like were cutting myself off at under forty, like literally, I can't even like. My parents, my dad was literally 17 when I was born. Like, there's no actual way that I could, like, really actually do the sugar daddy thing and stay under my father's age. (laughs) Because sugar daddies, honestly, like, men aren't that wealthy at that age. Like, (laughs) I think the late 30s, early 40s is when a lot of men start having families and whatever and, like, get settled. And then, like, in their 50s is when they're, like, actually rich.
0: That's wild. A lot of sugar daddies. So, your sugar daddy is. is. So, I stay under
1: grandparents. My sugar daddy's younger than my grandparents. Okay. I don't go
0: above that. <laughs> is he white? Is he black? Is he Asian? Is he. He's white. Okay. He is
1: white. He's from Texas. I met him at right now and he was there for a tech convention. Um, He is like a VP at his company and like is divorced and like. So he used to travel a lot for work and I used to travel a lot for work. So like our first couple of times, like seeing each other was like, Oh, he was in Vegas when I met him. And then like, he was in Chicago for work. So I saw him when I was home in Chicago briefly or whatever. So it ended up being that like the first time I went to visit him in Texas, that was the, that was the weekend that everything started shutting down. Oh, really? Like that weekend, like the, 15th of March that time, that like area that like, that was when I was like locking it down. (laughs) I got very lucky. I just happened to like hit it off this guy. He's really cool. He's in great shape. Like he's awesome. And yeah, like I saw him and then by like the end of that month, he had started paying my rent on auto pay and started sending me like an allowance Yes. So, and then like we, well, I negotiated myself a higher allowance in September.
0: Yeah, no, that's right. You're like, listen, <laughs> I'm not working right now. Your girl's retired for the, for the, you know, moment. So yeah. Then also them- the,
1: the thing was, is like, what he was sending me was like working. But then like when things started opening again, I was like, what you're sending me is fine but now that things are opening and I'm like actually spending money on things other than like groceries and liquor (laughs) (laughs) like I actually do like need more funds so we ended up settling on a little bit higher but yeah
0: interesting so okay would you be open to telling us like your relationship on like how like are you do you guys do get intimate or do you guys like fuck oh
1: yes um anyone that tells you that they don't have to fuck their sugar baddie is probably lying. (laughs) (laughs) It's called a mutually beneficial relationship. And like, I'm sorry, but like if people really genuinely honestly think that their literal presence is enough to let them get paid. And like as a stripper and a sugar baby, don't get me wrong. I have gotten paid to do nothing. Right, right. I've gotten paid to do nothing. And I don't like, Like the difference between sugaring and escorting from what I can tell is that sex isn't a requirement like all the time when you're sugaring. Like Mm -hmm. basically my sugar daddy and I settled into a, we have like a, we like have a trip a month. So this summer he came to Chicago two months in a row. Then we started doing like, nature shit and like went camping and like went to a couple of national parks and stayed at some resorts and blah, blah blah whatever um and i would say like on those trips i'm not like constantly having sex or anything like that like no we like right. do activities and go to the spa and like go hiking like dating. and stuff like that yeah like we're dating, dating. Yeah. i like i consider him to be like someone i would call a friend like i am Blessed, so blessed that I actually genuinely like spending time with him. We have a lot okay. of the same interests. I got my sugar daddy into anime, which is fucking hilarious. But <laughs> I got my sugar daddy hooked her, hooked on Hunter x Hunter. <laughs> okay. okay. So yeah, so like he's chill. We have a lot of the same interests. He doesn't like like I personally found for me that like I find it so difficult to spend time with people I don't like. Like I just, right. I'm an, I'm an ambivert and like, so I can do extroversion for like a certain period of time, but like yes. there comes a point where like I need to like have downtime and if I don't feel comfortable, then like I'm not having downtime and my battery just depletes and like I can't do it. So I've gotten to the point now where like I can be on these trips with him and like be in c- close quarters for like a decent amount of day, like four or five days. And like, that's chill. Like, and I feel so lucky to have found a guy who, like, Yeah, girl,
0: and, like, pay you my have... rent
1: and pay me separately. Oh, and yeah. I'm going to start classes next semester, and he's paying for those, too. Yes. What are you taking classes for? I am taking a computer-aided drafting course. I'm cool. taking a, it's two parts, one for the beginning part of the semester, one for the end of the semester. I'm going to come out of it being able to say I have a computer-aided drafting aided drafting certificate, Okay. Um and then I'm going to start classes and transfer to a, a local university that I actually can physically go to because I'm okay. assuming by next fall we'll be like kind of to the point where we're doing in person shit again. Right. So and then that will be um, me getting an associates and drafting and design so that I can learn how to do oh. like interior architecture. So like I won't be the type of person who's like building a building from the ground up because that takes a lot more schooling. And honestly yes. it takes so many years of grunt work after the schooling in order to be able to be trusted to do it. Right. I would, I would rather just focus on like buying buildings that are already built and renovating the insides. Oh cute. So I'm gaining the skills in order to do that because so you're going to learn
0: CAD. You're going to learn CAD. Yes.
1: Yeah. That's what I'm doing. And then I plan to, um, I plan to hopefully be able to buy a building and open a strip club.
0: So yes, I was going to, that's a perfect segue because I wanted to kind of transition on. Cause I know me and you have talked, um, just through our like Twitter chats and things like that about yeah. just like, so can, like right now, in Chicago, there is a, there is something called the Stripper Strike. Yes. Right? And can you tell us more about the Stripper Strike and why it needs to fucking be existing and your plans on opening a stripper-run strip club?
1: Um, okay, so Stripper Strike started... It was started by this girl named Dakari, who is a dancer who's at one of the main clubs in Chicago, Admiral. Um, and obviously, like... The strip clubs got hit really, 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 really hard by the pandemic. A, a lot of strippers just watched their income disappear um, overnight. Um, the clubs weren't doing so hot either, but like, fuck the clubs. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, like a lot of a lot of dancers like suffered greatly during this. Um, and there also came a, like came a time where like when they were starting to try and reopen clubs, they were being very sketchy about hiring practices. They were, they were essentially using the pandemic because they knew they couldn't have as many girls using it to like use their discriminatory practices that they already use, like being very fat phobic, being very racist. Um, to pare down their dancer roster and leave people from marginalized groups like high and dry, mm. essentially. Mm. So it came down to a thing where um, Dakari Dakari and her friend, Lindsay, the heartthrob, Club. Linzo the heartthrob, started a, a brown and black sex worker mutual aid fund and was okay. able to raise, like, $50,000, which was awesome. Hey. And she was, like, she was like, I'm not going to be the type of bitch who's, like, out here, like, oh, here's $20, like, hope you can do something with like that. Like, she made sure she was able to, like, give, like, black and brown sex workers, like, a hundo to be, like, this, like, at least, well, like, If, if you're using it for food, if you're using it to get shelter for the night, who knows this is actually something that like can get you to point from point A to point B. Um, so they were both like super on their shit and it was beautiful to watch. Like Dakari was putting in the the fucking work. We did like, like some zoom calls to discuss everything. Basically there was recently a law change. I can't remember if it's federal or not but there was a law change that made it so that like any business over a certain amount of employees has to have a a sexual harassment training Mm -hmm. and also has to have like signage within that business that like has info about what sexual harassment is and like who they can contact about it, such as like people in their management or whatever. And so part of the stripper strike was Um, Dakari emailing clubs in the Chicagoland area and being like this is our list of demands and one of those things was like get compliant with this bill like you legally must do this you have to do this at a bare minimum but then also they were like uh, stop like stop being discriminatory in your hiring practices like allow like fat disabled uh, black and brown like LGBTQ plus like people to work at your clubs rather than having it be majority white Girl, <laughs> <And> the
0: thing <laughs> like, is, like, there's like men want variety. I would think, don't they want variety? Like, is the spice of life?
1: life. Like, because if if let a strip club ma- manager tell it, and they would tell you that men only like one type of girl, but like that's not true. Literally, like, look at look at the world. Like,
0: I know. <laughs> like, like, look at how
1: many. If men only are. liked one type of women, then like, how were the majority of people in this world born?
0: yeah how and like people are like, fucking people are married people are do, you yes know? Like,
1: that's what i'm saying which yeah. it, it was just like like i have always personally felt that the more variety a club has the yeah. better that club is okay. or the the last club i worked at that had like the biggest largest variety of like shape sizes and colors that i've ever seen still because America, like a lot of white girls, but like it wasn't like they didn't have women of color. It was just that the region didn't have a lot of women. Of okay, color. <laughs> they weren't <laughs> like, any. And girls. half the and half the girls of color that worked there that I knew of, we were all travelers from other ah, states.
0: <laughs> so they weren't even from there. <laughs>
1: yeah, like a lot okay. of us were like, I come here because I make good money here because they don't have black girls. That's, like,
0: <laughs> where's the cat? Where's the cat? It was um wait, East wait, wait, St. Wait, Louis.
1: Let me it was hustler oh. St. Louis. St. Louis. So, okay. Hustler St. Louis. And like honestly, they ended up firing me for breaking someone's phone or taking a video of me, nude. Um so, oh, fuck hell. them, but also like I appreciated the fact there was a diverse thing. They would not hire girls with hella tattoos, which was also fuck shit. But what? at the end of the like, yeah, like hella like we're talking about strippers. You don't want strippers with tattoos? Are you kidding me? How all demographics to give a fuck about? Like right, <laughs> right. in this industry, like what? So whatever. But, like, so uh, this club was a club where, like, you saw girls that went from teeny, teeny, tiny to, like, big girls. Mm -hmm. And, like, they would kill. And every time... They were beautiful. That was the thing. I was just, like, it's not about, like, fitting into a size two. It's about whether or not you're sexy. Right. And sexiness comes in all shapes and sizes. Right. People can be totally sensual and like have more, more to love, you know, like have a little bit more freaking fluff.
0: (laughs) I mean, girl, listen, these
1: men, and also more titties and more ass has never been a bad thing.
0: Never a bad thing. Girl, do you watch P-Valley? Yes, bitch! Yes. I just started watching p Valley. Uh, shout out to p Like, how-, how do you feel about it? <laughs> okay, so I just started. I'm like probably like the third or fourth episode in. Yeah, so like don't do it for me. If oh no, I'm not gonna it. spoil it. But like, oh, it's so good. Yes. It's so good. And first of all, I was like, why the fuck aren't I on this show? Because <laughs> <laughs> because I'm thickest. As- so listen, because like the-, the girls of p Valley, like they're- it's a like strip club. So it's based off of this. Strip club that's in like Mississippi, right? Like yeah, Mississippi. yeah, yeah. So like a southern like club, but and you know notoriously strip clubs in the South are more known for like you know girls thicker bitches, right? Thicker girls,
1: crazy shit on the pole, crazy
0: like things tricks. like that. Yeah, yeah. Which is like me, so I was like, come on now. Yeah. But you know I got to give them credit because it's like I was because you know we're like we're both pole dancers and like you know like, you yeah. I know you're strip but we are both pole dancers too, and yeah. so uh, I taught for years and I did pole for seven years. So, like, I know the tricks. I know the feeling. Yeah. Like, so, and, like, and when I tell you, girl, when that bitch went up there and did a spatch cock. Yes. I bitch, was that's what I'm saying. Because,
1: okay. like, okay. you know, in media, like, whenever there's a strip club, the bitches are never actual people who ha- know how to be on stage. Strippers. And pole dancers move a very specific type of way. You can right. always spot someone who has been on that stage before. It is very easy. Okay. We move in a certain way. I have always really? noticed it. It's like, it's how, uh, how sometimes I clock celebrities that are former strippers. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Like, cool. it's very obvious that Iggy Azalea is a former stripper. In one of her videos, she does like the lean forward thing and then like, like hand between her legs and like, patted her pussy and I was like, stripper. Ah! (laughs) I was like, right there. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so the thing that impressed me so much about that show is the fact that, like, they were put, like, had... stage performers like bitch real pole dancers, and like i'm sure they were having they were body doubles for the girls they, were absolutely, doubles. Absolutely. they were absolutely absolutely but doubles. the fact that they took the time to be like no yes. like we're going to have them really actually do real fucking talented complicated like athletic ass pole work because that's yeah. what bitches would be doing in a club like this
0: i live bitch i live yeah. and you know what the thing is like because, you know, the pole community is quite small. I literally think I know who uh, M.I. Crookaletta I. Oh, you think I, you know the girl I, who I, did Pol- her? I. <laughs> I think I know who her body double is because I, like, there's this magnificent, petite, beautiful pole dancer. I follow her on Instagram. I forgot her handle. But she but she does a lot of, like, um she does a lot of shows in, like, she's a showgirl, though, and she does a lot of those shows in, like, I think it's New York, though. So I'm like, they probably flew that bitch in. To Atlanta, and they probably like and did a little some, something. To yeah, because they had to get women that looked like the actresses as well. Yeah, yeah. So they found, and I think they did a really good job. I think they I did think a really they, good job. I think yeah. that us, like, with my
1: head being like, that's not the same person. Like, I still yeah. was like, that could be her,
0: <laughs> right? Like, homegirl, what's her? Uh, Mercedes could do a little poll. Mm-hmm. Mercedes can do a little pole But she did have a double When she went up there And did the um, Like she did the Shoulder mount drop And then she did the Yeah I pole. All of these like So you guys If you watch on my, my visuals I'll put like examples Of all these pole tricks That I'm talking about Because you, you guys are like What the fuck is she talking about <laughs> It's um, literally it was, like, like A different you know, language <laughs> I know literally, literally. Was, I know pole is a different language And I want to still talk about that Because I'm like I'm excited I was like I want to have Fierce on Because I want to like Talk more about pole Like yeah. obviously Both are in that world And I you know I got basically like a lot of my followers are pole dancers too. So I wanted yeah. to kind of discuss that too. And so, um, yeah. So basically like I was really impressed because the storyline's dope. I really enjoyed the storyline. The storyline
1: um, is like, obviously sensationalized for entertainment, like value. Right. But I'll be goddamned If some of those situations aren't shit that happened to me or someone I know. Oh,
0: right. Right. <laughs> You're like, wait a minute, this is actually real tea. This is real stuff. Like this is real shit. Like the but shit with her that, like, mom. The shit with her mom oh my god when that bitch to oh uh, sorry spoiler, just, alert, spoiler alert spoiler, spoiler alert. alert but like don't
1: you yeah. just love how a person can look you dead in the face and tell you you're a whore for being a stripper while simultaneously putting their hand out for you to give them money oh yeah oh
0: yeah <laughs> i was like it's this like, bitch has the fucking how? capacity to <laughs> i thought it out. was a hell though <laughs> right but you want this hoes money right yes you want this, you want this money. money i shook ass
1: for but you're gonna fucking shame me for shaking ass Right, and then steal from me, bitch. Ooh, I thought, bro. bro. Once you get farther in there, you going to understand. I know. I was it. like,
0: wait, and like- I too much. I'm a little like I forgot exactly what episode I left off at, but like I'm I'm deep in it. Like I yeah, feel like you're
1: in the middle yeah. somewhere. Yeah, because I don't I'm in think the it, middle, I'm I think in the there middle. there are more than like eight or nine episodes
0: of the season to begin with. Right now, I think they're on. I think it's still going. Right? Isn't there? under still. Are like,
1: is it still out? going? No, I think they did a whole season already. Oh, I'm pretty sure they did. Way. Yeah. It's um, episodes, yeah. It's I eight think. episodes. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, it's
0: yeah. I'm like in the middle. I'm in the middle. Yeah. yeah. I'm in the middle. It ended I'm, in like really September or something. Right. right. I'm enjoying it too. Cause I feel like I love uncle Clifford. Like I'm here for the inclusion. I'm here for uncle Clifford. I know.
1: Uncle Clifford. Gives Clifford, me Clifford life.
0: You know, I, I love their really, I love how they threw in the relationship with little murder. Like it's like, that's yes. so cool. Like, Yeah, I love it. There's
1: a lot of, like, issues they're touching on that I feel like are... They're issues you don't see often. I feel like portrayed in, like, entertainment and, like, media. Like, I feel like talking about, like, the son, the, like, the bastard son of the father, like, the son of the maid or whatever, and, like, that dynamic within, like, their family, like on their big-ass plantation or whatever, that shit. God, like, yeah. that's, like, something that, like, is incredibly common low-key, like, in our, like, right, right as right. a country. But, like, to see that being, like, played out, like, on a yeah. screen is, like, okay, wow, they're, like, really going there. And then, like, yeah. talking about, like, being gay in the boonies of the South, like, and right. being very much like you have to be flamboyant or you have to be closeted, no in-between.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but Uncle Cliff like, Clifford, Uncle Clifford, though, was kind of like, I don't know if he, I don't know if he or she, like, identified with exactly, like, because, like, Uncle Clifford's, you know, a, a gay man, but also dresses, like, a, you know, dresses very flamboyant. Yeah, I mean, he dresses,
1: so I think, I think, I think his pronouns are he still. Oh, is but, it okay? because yeah, I, I they, feel like
0: one of the girls were calling she Uncle Clifford. <gasps> okay, no, that's I why I'm remember. just like okay, I'm not so, quite sure. Um,
1: they we're gonna go with they. They okay, both. right? Yeah. Uncle Clifford, um, definitely dresses very femme, which I think right. is a part of their like their their look, their life, yeah. their, the way they live their life, which I think is very important um, right. to represent because. Like, I feel like it, like that is an act of resistance in a Southern town. In a small yeah. Southern town. Oh that yeah. is like your literal existence is an act of resistance as like a femme gay person. Like, right, absolutely. Right. So <clears throat> that I found really, I found that to be really amazing. And then like, yeah. the pull work is outstanding. The, the dynamic between the strippers like yeah, did you, oh is God. that true to life? Like is it's that how
0: so, strippers are? I don't know how far
1: you are, but there's like a couple times where I'm like, I know they probably dialed this back a smidgen, but like this girl would have gotten her ass beat for that. Like really? <laughs> there like what are like a couple times that like I was like, Oh, you would have got your ass beat for that. <laughs> like, what happened? Um, there's just like certain points, Oh, uh, what is her name? Autumn, Autumn Back yeah, character. Autumn night.
0: Autumn Knight is the main character. She's Autumn Knight. Nice night, she, uh, she's like, like an unspoken,
1: like like dancer etiquette within most clubs. There's a very it's very unspoken, but it's also like very much like don't cross this line or someone will check you. And if you keep crossing the line, you might get your ass beat. Like <laughs> it depends on the club, but definitely in the South is like common and like at clubs that are more booty clubs than like
0: Right, right. Clubs, so what'd like, she do? What did she no, do? Um, she walked on stage in the middle of Mercedes fucking... Oh, TV yeah, set. but they wanted to, They they wanted to rock her ass. They wanted to, like, they, sh-
1: like, when I tell you that, like, Mercedes did her thing, but, like, when yeah. afterwards she confronted her for acting a fool, she would right. have beat her ass, oh, and she would have deserved it. Like, the so bitch like, would have deserved it, because who? what the right. fuck are you doing getting on right. my stage when I'm getting rained on trying to get a cut of my money that I'm already sharing with another bitch?
0: Right, because the other bitch was on there, too. There was another girl
1: there. And then want to have the nerve to fucking fall. And be sloppy yeah, well, drunk
0: drunk girl she was she
1: fucked was up drunk, but i'm saying i've been a drunk ass bitch on the stage and you know
0: what i didn't do that like, well like, you know why like that home like autumn she couldn't pull clearly yeah she, she was just pole.
1: literally they were calling her out on it she
0: was just light skin yeah <laughs> right I, I did like how yo they were they were throwing so much light skin shade at her. it was I was the it, only like we laying honest, down the real, black.
1: like Autumn didn't really have nothing going for her except that she was pretty and she was
0: light skinned. That yeah. was it. That was all. But that but you know what? <laughs> Wouldn't you say that some girls like strip strippers? That's literally all they got going for them, and that's yes. what it that works for them. It right? works for them and like it
1: makes them money. But like I it, makes it was money. so funny having them actually discuss it. Cause I'm like, yeah, yeah,
0: right. that's all this like, bitch is she just light. Like.
1: Yeah, like, sometimes it just Bees like that, it's also, I mean, like, in that Context, like, with, like, hardly any White women in there, like, you get the
0: Yeah, there was, like, light
1: like one skirt, white versus, Yeah, <laughs> one. Like, exactly, but, like, in white Clubs, it's, like, so many girls, it's just, like She literally is just white, like <laughs> It was, like, it was, like, she's Incredibly average in every Other aspect, but right, like, she's white right. So she'll make money, and she'll often right. make More money than the black or Other, like, other minorities Like, in the club, which is Oh, America, okay,
0: girl, girl. I mean, like, yeah. and so, like, basically, like, yeah. So that that show is amazing. So you guys, if you guys are sick of us talking about P Valley, go watch the show. It's on Stars. Sign yeah. up for the free trial. You can get a free week trial, whatever, and you can try. You know, watch. And just I like watch. bang it
1: out. Yeah, just bang it's it. Out. You can shit. actually bang it
0: out. You can. There's yeah. only one season. There's so only one season. There's only eight out. episodes. You can do it. You could, you could do it it. So just watch the whole season and then you'd be good. And then, you, can get, you know, you don't have to pay for the, the whole month or whatever. Yeah. But I think it's totally worth it. I was, you know what? It was giving me, like, it was giving me, like, true blood vibes with, like, the symmetry, like, uh, the, the cinematetic, the, I can't even Cinematography. Cinematography, <laughs> girl. It was just, like, I was, like, this is everything. And they were, like, highlighting, like, the B-roll was just them driving around the hood, just taking... Photos of like... The cinematography was
1: really good. I've actually never seen True Blood because I actually tried watching the first episode and Sookie irritated the
0: fuck out of me. Sookie was...
1: Suki irritated the fuck out of me, and I literally stopped watching it. I was like, yeah. I have to know, like, about this, though. And I went, and I found the actual book series, and I ended okay. up reading that. And okay. she was still annoying in the book series. So they did good. They like, did good. But I know True Blood was, like, huge. I just couldn't get past her. I just couldn't get past
0: her. She, I was I just lived... like,
1: I can't do it with, like, the stupid. <sighs> right. Like,
0: I live I'm for gonna fight a what, vampire. What, what... Who was the fuck? What was the name of the black guy that? Um, he actually passed away. Rest in peace. I oh, forgot that he did. Oh, yes. I I remember when that came out. Oh, what's yes. his name? I can't remember the name. It's been but so. He was long the time. cook at that restaurant. Yes. With the cook, yeah. Yes. Oh, I. Lived for and her. he was
1: another like very yeah. iconic like black character who was like again unapologetic about their queerness and like, yeah. loved it like you can fucking you can fucking talk this shit and like Mm -hmm. i will give you a good read bitch
0: (laughs) i i was like that show i got hooked on it but then yeah i just i just kind of fell i think i watched i think i watched all of it but there was there was some sort of like i just saw an article today actually that they were thinking about rebooting it and bringing it back so Hmm. hopefully if they do if they do a good job so but i liked true blood i thought it was cute i thought this gave me that vibe so yeah guys go check out p valley We'll stop talking about P-Valley. (laughs) It's so good, though. It's so good. It was very, very good. Go check it out. I want to talk more about pole. I want to talk more about stripping and and stuff like that with you. So, obviously, me me and Thierce are in Chicago. And so, if you're not in the Chicagoland area. um, But, I mean, honestly, the pole community is quite small, so to speak. So, we kind of all, like, know each other. We all run in the same circle, whatever, so to speak. But there is this sort of weird, stupid rivalry slash tension between quote-unquote strippers and then quote-unquote pole dancers right yeah so I think it's fucking stupid right let me just let them let me just explain a little bit what like because some people are like what the fuck is that aren't you all the same like I was a pole dancer you you would think you would think I mean but the thing is like I was, I was a pole dancer, right? I never actually stripped, even though I have, I have no issues with it at all. Sex workers, get your motherfucking coin. But I I was like, I played strippers when I was on set when I, cause I'm an actor, you know? So whenever they needed a girl that wanted to be portrayed as a stripper, they would hire me. I was on PD, I was on um, Southside, I was on, oh, what the fuck have I been on? Whatever. So that, then basically, I like, can't even remember. They're, like, literally, whenever, like, I've been on PD a few times, whenever they needed a stripper, they were like, go get Kim, because she can actually pull. And, you know. So it's
1: like, actually, it. like, this will look more authentic than, like, right, but, so the was, average was, random girl they throw on stage in most strip club scenes. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, so, like, but, like, there is this, like, weird tension, and there's just this weird, like, Us against them mentality which I fucking always could not stand Mm -hmm. and it's like uh, since the pandemic starts so since the beginning of the pandemic um if you guys follow me on Instagram I was Kimbo pole for ages Kimbo underscore pole for ages um and people knew me as a pole dancer and and a dance instructor you know so um but it's like as the pandemic progressed and like I I got out of it and I like was at home and I just kind of like First of all, I put my whole entire life into pole and teaching pole. My my whole life, you know? I, I literally would revolve my acting schedule, my everything schedule around pole, which in a sense was, you know, it was not good for me because it's like I was putting all this effort into something that ultimately, what can I get out of this, right? Like I can't do the, I can't, unless I'm actually dancing, like stripping, what money can I make, you know, spending all this time in pole, right? So... With this pandemic hitting and it's like I was like at home and it's like I really realized I'm like, you know what? I need to focus my energy on something else. I need to go back and I need to focus on my craft and like really getting into this, you know, content creation world. I need to get this podcast going. I need to work on acting. I need to get out of it because poll consumes your life. It becomes, your life too, yeah. yes, it becomes this obsession, and I honestly did not want to stop, like you have, I actually, Um. do you know who Felix Kane is?
1: Um, oh my gosh, wait, is, is she saying? like a very, very famous pole dancer who's won a lot of competitions?
0: She, she is very famous, she actually is, and she's won a lot of competitions, but she was she, on Cirque du Soleil.
1: Okay, yes, main, I know exactly yes. who that is because I used to watch her pole competition yes. videos and her spatchcock is like- Oh yeah, she, she invented it.
0: Oh, yeah, she, she like invented, invented it. it? I had yeah, no she's idea. she's like the first person to do the spatchcock and the eagle because she's so- She's, a she's trained so like flexible. Yeah. She was a trained professional ballerina. Yeah. But she also, she stripped, but she was the main attraction for Cirque du Soleil. She was actually hired in as a Cirque du Soleil performer. So she did like this, I think there was like a Michael Jackson one that was in Vegas. Oh, okay. years. So she actually is from Perth, Australia. Mm-hmm. And she is now per- currently pregnant. She's pregnant as fuck. She's like having her first child. And oh. she has her own studio in Perth, Australia. And oh gosh, she went on- Her
1: would be insane. <sighs>
0: What was that? Cool.
1: Learning from her would be insane. <laughs> oh,
0: bro. I can imagine, like, just... But she's also very much, like, very cognizant of, like, your body. It's like, she trained... She was classically trained in ballet for years, so that's why she's so flexible. Mm-hmm. I am not a classically trained ballet dancer. So there's no fucking way I can grab my leg and pull it and bring it on my f- you know what i'm saying on my yeah. my pole my, body, my pole instructor you know? spinning shay is
1: also a person who did ballet growing up so she's also that's
0: why that bitch bandy. is so flexible yeah right. she's also
1: hella bendy and like she is right. also conscious of the fact she's like i'm aware that like i am doing this in a way that she might not be able to but like Ex- i'm yeah. like we're working we're working you up to it like <laughs> right
0: yeah right. so it's like we have to understand what our bodies can do, you know? And so I loved it because she recently went on IG and she did this rant and she was like telling the world that like, it's okay to take a break. It's okay to step away from pole. Like us as pole dancers and like, like we get really obsessed and we feel like we can't step away from the sport, this athlete, because it is a sport guys. It is completely a sport. You know, I mean, Like, if you stop doing pole, like, you're afraid that you won't be able to do it no more. And there's a lot of pressure within the community to, like, still be able to do the tricks. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of pressure to... You see the other pole dancers, oh, doing this and doing that and being flexible, and then you're just, like, feeling that pressure. So I felt that very much. And plus, for me, I was very much, like, open to my... Like, you know, I'm, I'm not a dancer, not a stripper, I mean, but I literally was up there and owning my sexuality. I was in this the sexy outfits and put, posting it on my social media. And I realized actually going to, a lot of people did follow me for that reason to like, you know, the whole scans you know, seeing all the that. Sca- yeah. 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 Exactly. So you, you do have this sense of like, well, fuck, if I don't keep doing this, people are not going to be interested in me anymore. They're not going to want to see that. for you. And I don't know if, if you feel the same way, Fierce, but this is exactly, this is kind of how I've been going about it. And that's just how, how I've been feeling, you know? And it's something that I've had to like really digest and really just kind of like think about, you know? And it's like, and I, for me, one thing that my friends always told me is that, Kimba, you've always been able to reinvent yourself, you know, like, and you're not one thing. So I did feel like Paul was consuming me and taking over who I was as an individual, which it's not who I am. It's a part of me. And it still is, you know what I'm saying? It's something I can always pick back up, but it's like, I, it became like my identity, if that makes mm-hmm. any sense. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you're, I know that you've recently stopped. I um, identify
1: with what you're saying really Yeah. Hard, though, I, think I a wanted stripper. to have this conversation yeah. with you. I thought hard. you could work. I totally and totally get the whole aspect of it. Like eating your life. Like, For me, like stripping was like it for me. It was a very huge part of my identity. Like, I ended up having like a moment during like summertime ish, like with my therapist. It was like right around when my club was thinking about reopening. And we were getting the text and they were like, we might reopen next week, blah, blah, blah. And like, I had like come to the realization that like all this time I had been thinking, like, oh, like, it'll be over quick. The pandemic's like not going to be that like that long or that serious. Like, and this is me like thinking that way, but also having consumed like the the scientific documentation that really did prove that that wasn't going to be the case. But like, it wasn't, the two things were kind of at war within me. And I ended up like really coming to like the realization, like in the midst of a therapy session that like, a very huge portion of my identity of like what I thought of myself has always had stripper slapped on like as a label and I was losing that label and it was like deeply deeply like hard and I had like a good cry a good cry because I was just like you know what like The clubs aren't going to be safe for me to go to. And my sugar daddy has made it possible and has told me specifically that if I don't want to go back and I don't want to be unsafe, that I don't need to. Yeah. And I was just confronted with the fact that like I couldn't go back in good conscience because I'm just like, I'm either back and I'm taking that risk because I just miss it so much. I have to be there and I've Taking right. money from girls who need it more right. because they're in a club in a pandemic, like clearly they need that money, right? Right? And I was just like, I don't need the money, I don't want to take the risk, and I cannot, in good conscience, like do the travel thing any like anymore either. Yeah, so I was just like, and, and also, honestly, couldn't think of a way to really make money safely. Yes. Right. With all these COVID restrictions, like how the fuck do you give a lap dance from
0: six feet away? Like it just, <laughs> girl. yeah. I mean, so girl, I can relate. I mean, I was a pole dance instructor for years and yeah. I have to spot girls, touch them, be in their face. can't even tell you how many, t- how many vaginas and asses I've had in my face. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. I, I, I mean, literally I'm not, I'm, and I'm a hands-on instructor. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm self-taught in that sense. I, taught myself how to really get in that room and just like navigate with like what I see. And like, I loved to be there physically. Like some, some, some instructors don't want to like touch the people or just like show them a thing and then just walk away. No, I was holding them hoes up. (laughs) I was holding these bitches on the pole. If if I wasn't there, they would fall and bust their face. So like, that was who I was. So like in this pandemic and coming back, it's like, it's not going to be authentically what I can do. Like, and like the the best, Way I like to teach, so it's like. And then on a, on a real hundred percent level, bitch, let's just be hundred percent real. I was just not trying to be there. I was not trying to do it. Like there's a pandemic. There's people dying. Yeah. And uh, No and offense. The last
1: I, thing I'm trying, I'm trying to do is told. work in port in person. And like, what? either I'm encouraging people to take the risk in order to come pay me. Right. Or I am taking the risk by seeking to go back to my workplace. Like, it, yeah, and it it's was like,
0: bad on both sides. Right. And I was just kind of like, I, I was like, you know what? It's like, this is... And then I've always known I've needed to, like, make that transition to stop or at least slow the fuck down because um, I needed to focus my energy on my craft and being, like, forming kimboology and, you know, doing the, the content creation and being an actor and all that. So, like, and I knew I as scatterbrained as I am and how many things I want to do. It's like, I needed to focus my energy towards that. So like, I always knew I needed to step away. I always did. I just didn't know when, and this pandemic kind of came. It and literally like, right.
1: forced us. That was the thing. I think that was why yeah. I, I like had like such a hard time at first was like, I didn't have a choice. Right. I didn't have a choice. Nice. It was like after a full month of the clubs being closed, it started to dawn on me that they weren't reopening anytime soon. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when I was like, oh shit. Like, yeah. this ain't even like, this isn't even a possibility. This isn't even a part of my future. It right. literally like coming to the realization that like you have like a minimum of a year before... Things will even kind of maybe be on track to going back to normal. Right. And like that, that was just it was a lot. But before the pandemic stripping was like my life, I traveled 10 to 15 days for work every month. Mm-hmm. Like, I was really out here. I was really stripping like hard. And -hmm. like, I was a total nocturnal person. Like in the wintertime in Chicago, I barely saw the sun. If I did see it, I might see it in the morning, but not at night because, or not later, because I would sleep past like sunset because I'd be up until like six, 7am or whatever. So Mm -hmm. especially coming back from Vegas, (sighs) I would come back from Vegas, which is like, Their clubs don't close. So every guy was like I was there till 6 a.m. minimum. Then I come back and I'm jet lagged and I'm fucking already used to being up till six, seven a.m. every day. And so then I'm up till eight, nine a.m. in Chicago. Ooh, it was gross. (laughs) Definitely do not
0: recommend. See, and that's the thing, it's like I'm hearing like your story, and it's like I I like See the hard work and dedication that go- comes into this because I've, you know, we've had several conversations, me and Fierce, you know, like, so we know in that sense. And I've always had respect, you know, for what you do Absolutely. and for what you you know, too. sex workers do. But it's like in this community, like, there is, and it's like a weird thing that is like still prevalent and like, but there is this weird, like, it's oh, I'm not, a, I'm not a stripper. I'm it's not a stripper. That's a what it
1: is. You know, that's, like,
0: ooh. that's what
1: it is. Horror It is not wanting, it is the concept of not wanting to be associated with those girls over there. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. It's like, you want to be able to do this thing that was popularized by sex workers without being coded as a sex worker or treated like one. right? And like, that's the big thing that there are pole dancers who do the not a stripper thing. And it's because they really, really, really know how people talk and treat talk about strippers and how they treat them right and they do not want to have that experience themselves mm-hmm. and like it in t- uh, it goes to show like a certain lack of empathy because essentially you're saying like i'm fully aware that like strippers are the reason why i like why this sport exists <laughs> mm-hmm. but i would like to distance myself from them and pretend like i'm better than them because right. i am doing it in my free time as a hobby, as opposed to doing it as my job, which right? to me has always been so ridiculous. I'm like, so is it really actually that like you think you're better than me because you're privileged enough to like pay to do something I do as my job? Right. <laughs> like, and get paid good to do. Yeah. Like, yeah. and it's just, it's just, it's shitty, and like, luckily, the majority of the pole dancers I know are pole dancers who are like you, who are super sex work, like chill about it, or they're sex workers,
0: <laughs> right? Yeah, and there, there's also this this line where like, there's strippers that are pole dancers. You know what I'm saying? Like, some strippers are just strippers, right? But there yes. are some strippers that also are pole dancers, and that's exactly. something that they like. You know, shout out to my homegirl in Australia again. She identifies as both. She's like, I'm a stripper, but I'm also a pole dancer. You know, like, and I know you guys are saying, like, what the fuck's the difference? Like, you know, pole dancers are, are people. You know, that they might be teaching, or doing competitions. You know, um, shows, whatever have you know the skill level. Go on the go on the pole, do the tricks and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, you know, and that's something that they find either. And the other thing is, like, there's multiple reasons why you pick up this sport like, you know, like, and then people don't actually realize that there's competitions. Right. So it's like, I was telling this, who was I telling this to recently? And it's like, I was explaining to them, like, this is actually a sport. People do it and they do competitions and you know, it's, you know, and all that stuff. And then they're just like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. I honestly wish I had cameras following me all through my process. When I did my competition in St. Louis and I won it like the one that I, uh, when I did PSO, like I train, I, Signed up for that competition, like, maybe a month before the comp, mm-hmm. like, literally had a month to train. Whew. And I was in the studio fucking training, like, fucking, like, five days a week, running my fucking routine on the pole, like, five times a day. Like, yeah. I trained really hard. I will put a video of that in this, in this video so you can see it. But, like, you, it, I'm to make it look flawless like that, I worked really hard to make yeah. it look that. You have to. And it's a very intense. So, like, we were talking about our stamina now. Like, now, he asked me to do some shit on the pool. I'd be like, oh, girl. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like, you have to work your stamina up to get to I'm so fucking Luli, man. Yeah. Like, so, I worked extremely hard, and people don't realize it's like, oh, you know, aren't you just like, you know, a stripper? Or aren't you just like a, you play that on TV? Or, or, or what, what's the so big deal? Like, why are you so passionate? Oh, my gosh. And you that's know, a
1: wild thing, too. It's like, as a stripper and pole dancer as well, like, I think one other difference between strippers and pole dancers is oftentimes strippers are in. Overwhelming majority of strippers that pull are self taught entirely. Like, I learned this from a random girl who showed it to me at the club. <laughs> like, right, we just right. figured it out. And, right. like, we never know the name, like, the official names of them, but, like, yeah. we to throw it. Um, right, right, but right. so I definitely like, so for me, in terms of like the change in stamina, like, I, instead of like doing like you were doing like classes every day and things like that, my main thing was like, I could expect, generally speaking, when working at my home club, that I would go up on stage a minimum of five times a night. And every how long, stage, how long is your set? And my set's a minimum of six minutes. Dude, that's so a long I, time. That's yeah, a long Yeah, so time. and I'm like going hard, like I used to go on stage and I would fucking Rip it up, tear it up. Like, because I was in a club where most girls didn't do pole tricks because it honestly doesn't pay very well in Chicago in general. Pole tricks, like Chicago strip clubs, like you don't really make stage money. So a lot of girls don't see any point in either learning how, investing enough time and effort to learn how, like, or to pay to learn like pay a poll studio to learn none of that like none of them like a lot of them are just like i don't need to like i yeah. have plenty of money without having to right for me like pole is something i deeply enjoy doing the stage was always my favorite part of string okay. so for me i'm going up there because that dj's about to play my shit I right. was my song. I'm about to go up there. I'm about to have a blast. I'm about to spin around on this fucking pole, throw some shit. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of times, I would get people who would tip just because they're like, either they were like, oh my gosh, you're the only girl who's doing tricks. Or they'd be like, oh my gosh, like, whoa, like, you're so crazy on the pole. And like, yeah. it wasn't even like I'm like, so, I have like so many tricks or anything like that. I just my free I freestyle I freestyle and flow and like that is my favorite part of
0: stripping. yo my favorite strippers can freestyle their fucking asses. yes off.
1: and like, like I feel like that is one big like big big huge stripper thing It's like the stripper pole dancers we freestyle with the motherfucking best of them yeah like, there is no routine. We can, dan- we, can right. do- we can dance to any fucking song. Right. And we can make it cute. We can shake a little ass, throw some pole tricks in there and like really right. actually give you a whole
0: full show. And That's like, actually a skill though. It's like, cause like obviously I taught a choreographed class for many years and I would I would choose a stong- song and structure the song o- around, uh, the structure, the dance around a song. Mm-hmm. But then you would see the girls that when like we're before the, the choreo kicks in or after the choreo ends, they would just stand there. And then you see the girls that are fucking it the up and still freestyling and yes. free dancing. Like, that's something, a skill that you become more comfortable on the pole, mm-hmm. uh, just like more experienced and things like that, you know, you, as you become more involved in the sport. I love freestyle. Girl, give me that pole. Put some I'm on, ready. I, <laughs> up. You know, I better that way. A lot, like, I did a few, com- I did like a few like showcases and things like that and some of those performances, I freestyled. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. I would just walk there and just kick, it's
1: Like <laughs> I used to no? do that in burlesque, low-key right. sometimes. I would be like, I have an outfit. It has to come off. I've practiced yeah. taking off all these articles of clothing. Right. I really haven't
0: practiced anything
1: else in between there. Right. Because
0: like, <laughs> I And you know what? The audience gives you that fuel. Like, you, yes. I, I'm a person. You like, I'm a performer. off the
1: energy of the crowd. Okay. Yes, and yes. if you're an,
0: if you're an entertainer, like you feed off that energy. And like I was always the type of person that worked well under pressure. So like I performed yeah. when I had uh, people looking at me or a crowd staring at me as a yes. to to so to speak. I think I being like,
1: like an a performer, like I think that extra oomph you get from having an audience is something that also I had to like come out of. Like I own a pole in my house, but I'll be damned if I dance on this shit at all for like six months of quarantine. Like I t- I barely touched Girl. my pole. I didn't have any Girl. freaking, d- I had no inspiration whatsoever. Cause yeah. I was just like, no one's going to watch me. No one's going to pay me to do right. it. Why the fuck would I do it? Like, right. and like right. I did like, I, I would hop on it every once in a blue moon, but then I would just be like, ugh. And it didn't yes. matter to me because I just had, like, it just, I didn't have the creative juices flowing and right. it was never like, it wasn't calling me. I have recently like gotten to the point where like I'm back in love with a pole. Thank goodness.
0: Okay, <laughs> but, I've jumped on there like uh, here and there, but at the same time, like I haven't quite, you know, I think there's a lot of like, a lot of just like anxiety surrounding that still with me because I feel like a lot of pressure in a sense of like people like, you know, I, I, like, who was that? My other, this other girl, she's like, hey, Kimball, when are you going back to the pole? You know, like, oh, I miss, you know, like, I'm just like, you guys, I mean, this is, this is just not a priority at the, at the moment. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And like, and I had to really, really, that. you know, yeah, I had to really, and like, so Felix, so back to Felix Kane, like this, this pole star went on there and she stressed that. It was it was a good thing to actually take breaks, and that don't let society like make you feel bad because you're taking breaks. And she's like, and muscle memory is the thing. She had to take a year off because she fell on her face and broke every bone in her face. Are you serious? Yes. yes. Felix Kane had to take. She oh was my god! And she fell during a performance with Cirque du Soleil. So Whoa. imagine going to see the show and Whoa. watching the performer and watching a performer fall. fall. And bust her shit in front of a huge audience. So that's actually yeah. how... Yeah, that's what like, that we half. talked
1: about on Black Wine Chronicles. Yeah, that's she just... took a
0: year and a half off because she, she fucking had to.
1: Yeah. Because she this had to heal her body. Facial girl. surgery, literally. like You have Bitch. to let your bones literally resettle before you Bitch. can do anything or else you could, Any- like, like one little hit, boom, and you're fucking. Right
0: right no she and she looks like if you look at her now like and she the thing is like she told us she's like and i took that year and a half off and then i got back on the pole and i was even more flexible i was even stronger so like for me like and muscle memory is real i've been doing this seven years so i feel like i can like still like i've went on there i was like oh i can do my shoulder muscle oh, i can do this i You know, I can, I can hit this trick woo. woo, You know, I don't have the stamina like I used to. Mm -hmm. And the girl is, I have gained weight since then. So it's like, I have those properties to think of too. But like, I had to be more mindful, give myself grace that like, this is something that I can always pick back up. And it's not the end of the fucking world. Cause it's been hard. And I know you can relate. Cause it's like pressure, you know? And it's like, and like, You know, and obviously I don't do this shit for, like, I wasn't up, I wasn't posting these videos of me pulling it all for everybody else to see. It was mostly for me. Yeah. But it's like, I've also didn't feel the support in that sense that I really wanted in that sense to, like, get back on the pole in that sense. You know, I don't know if that makes any, you know,
1: whatever. No, I 100% feel you. Like, there has been, there have been so many moments where I'm just like... Okay, my favorite song and on. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a little twerk out like on this or whatever. But like, like I don't know. Sometimes my pole taunts me. <laughs> sometimes it taunts me. I'm like, oh my god, it's like in my apartment. I should use it. I know,
0: but. And let's talk about the burns. Let's talk yes. about the, the, like, but, like the other thing is,
1: is like my skin isn't used to being on the pole anymore, and right. like I really, really had like a stripper tolerance that was like built of having been on that shit so much. Yeah. Like I was like, I, I slide down on my thighs, I didn't even notice it or whatever. Yeah, it did not even hurt. And girl, now sometimes I'll be like, Ooh! <laughs>
0: right? Oh my god, I had calluses <laughs> on my hands that my hands right here were all hard mm-hmm. with calluses from teachers all the time. Yes, oh, I definitely have pulled class same.
1: I have again. My like stripper shoes, like my feet look so much better.
0: Girl, hard, <laughs> I
1: right? Literally like I used to have, like, a mark on, like, the top of my foot from, like, the fucking yep. heel. Like I literally literally, Yeah, like, yeah, I, I have, used like, a to have, mark like, marks. Yeah. yeah, I used to have marks and, like, I'm sure my pinky toe will never be the same. Honestly, my pinky toe wasn't that great to begin with. <laughs> whatever. Um, but, yeah, like, I definitely, like, I finally got the confidence to, like, invert again because I hadn't done that in a while. <laughs> um But then it's just certain tricks. I'm like, oh, I know that one's going to (laughs) hurt.
0: And then also, like, I used to care about the trending tricks of, like, I see somebody, everybody doing this. Let me try this. You know, it's like, at the end of the day, if I get booked on a show they don't know any of these fucking tricks. They never do. They don't do. know the names. They, never they don't do. not give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like, as long as you can get up there and work the pole, do a little couple of do a little shoulder mount, do a little, you know, they do a little They're never going you know to know whether you're they're, doing... they never like, going to know. So for me, I was, like, fucking stressing and running myself ragged trying to fucking do these tricks that I'm like, girl, this ain't going to make you no motherfucking money. Who gives a fuck? You know what I'm saying? So, like, I really had to kind of, like, pull myself back because I feel like... I was losing myself in that whole world mm-hmm. and I didn't like it, you know? And so, and that's the thing though, dude, like there's this weird, like, s- like obsession and like stress that other, these pole dancers, they put on each other and it's like so unnecessary, there's you know, a lot but of it, competition, like, lots of competition. There's competitions like, you know, between, other like other instructors other students and also other studios which is so fucking stupid it's like honestly it's like why can't it just be fun to do and then go home you know what i'm saying yeah, like yeah. but then like i think it's because there's just so much like and i hate this it's like it's, it's like there's it's a woman it's a more predominantly woman sport but it's mm-hmm. and then like women are just we have this thing where we like and this is something i feel like women need to work on is that we have this thing where we're like we feel like there, there's only a, a there's only place for one person like there's not enough for all of us to be there and it's like we have this mentality where we just like jump on each other and and yeah against each other for you know and it's like why can't we be uplifting with one another why can't That's we That's one
1: part of the stripper other. experience that I actually like luckily did not experience like there's definitely like high competition and there was parts of P Valley that kind of illuminated that and uh-huh. that does uh-huh. exist in clubs like absolutely I, however, have... I've always been pretty neutral in the club. I've always been the type of girl who's, like, friends with everyone or at least cool with everyone. Mm-hmm. And I always, like, have something nice to say or I'll, compl- like, compliment someone's, like, set or, like, they're up or whatever. Like, I'm just... I'm not the type of person who, like, has any reason to, like, really have beef. So I have always moved in the club in a way that has just, like, made it so that I never have issues. However, there... <laughs> I have witnessed the competition shit that happens, especially in an in a environment where everyone is competing for money. Yeah. So instead of like competing for like competitions or who did this trick or whatever, it is who literally made the most money tonight, who spent the most right. time in the champagne room. Um, and so what you would run into would be girls who shared the similar look. Oh, that was the other thing in my, in my wheelhouse was the fact that nobody looked like me. <laughs> like, like right. I'm I'm a tall bitch with big hair. Like, I, yeah. nobody looks like me. Even in Vegas, like, where there's a lot more, like, variety of, like, shades, at least, of girls. Not really that yeah. big of a variety of, like, body types. But a lot, like, they literally from darkest girl to the lightest girl. Because if you fit the body type they like, they would hire you if you're pretty. Like, they're just like, oh, yeah, girl, come on in here. Nice. So, yeah. I was the first time I ever worked in a club where there was more than one girl who had an afro. And I was like, yeah. Bitch, yes nice. yes and even still it wasn't like we were competing for the same money because this is a club that has like 300 girls a night
0: Yeah, and,
1: like it, they we'd be lucky if we didn't be in the same room at the same time like <laughs> right. Right. but um i would encounter at like smaller clubs like you would see like the like belong big titty girls would have beef because like so and so still some so and so's regular or they both have the same regular and he like pits them against each other or like the goth girls would like have beef because so and so did this or whatever and it would just literally be like because they shared certain t- like certain like types certain like they had like overlap in their customer pool yeah they had overlap in their customer pool so there would be like beef because inevitably someone would make more money or there would be some time where someone would be like she stole my customer or why did she go sit with him before me and or I heard she said this and there was just like beef I had a friend who got suspended or no she got fired she got fired from my club for like ripping a girl's freaking like name tag off her locker it was like a paper name tag and then like writing like bitch or something and like oh, lipstick on it like some petty bullshit and like she ended up getting to get rehired like a month and a half later but like okay. they just got fired for that and like it's that so was petty. just that it was just petty it was just petty okay. shit and there was like no reason for there to be the type of beef but sometimes like there would be shit like the black girls and I'm just like I personally operated outside of that because I was just like girl I have no beef with any of y'all and I'm chill with all of y'all but then there would be it would be like the two thick black girls in the club have beef and they're talking shit about each other to each like to all their mutual friends and I'm just like (laughs) and it's just like that dynamic I think yeah I think you're right that it can't help but exist when you put a bunch of women like, I know <laughs> into and it's room. So and like, I find that uh, it, and it's also I think partially because like we're women who are capitalizing on our appearances or right, we're, like dancing right. sexually and like right. we are do we were performing and entertaining and that inherently like puts us all in like kind of a hierarchy and like causes some shit. And then there's always that one girl who can't be chill and who just like can't stand a bitch for no reason. reason. Like and like it's a thing you experience like from the beginning, like every club I've ever worked at, there's always been a girl who like, will be like, I can't believe that girl sat in front of that mirror. Doesn't she know that's my spot. And I'm just like, oh, yeah. it's
0: like You know, all oh, the
1: mirror. That or like, way. oh my God, she played my favorite song. I'm so mad. I'm going to go yell at the DJ. Like, Come on, you don't own it, but like people would be like have arbitrary beasts about that shit.
0: So, so fierce when so you you were saying I mean the stripper strike kind of inspired you, but like you mentioned to me that you want to open your own strip club, yes. run by strippers, and like yes. do you think that dynamic will change a bit if it's run because like right now with, uh, strippers have to pay house fees. Mm-hmm. Now there are house auditions, possibly, I hear. Bro,
1: I used right? to saw like, that when I tweeted. Yeah, you see? I saw. And a girl was saying her club is charging a hundred fucking dollars for auditions now. Right. That is highway goddamn robbery.
0: Right, I was right. like, oh. Right. Well, how <laughs> can you, like, so how how do you think that a stripper run strip club will be different from a, say, a man-run strip club? Like, how how would you run your strip club? Like, how different, how beneficial would it be for the strippers?
1: So I want to completely flip the business model. I think the current top-down business model is absurd. It makes no sense to me and has never made sense to me why men are the only people at the highest ranks within a strip club. Mm -hmm. And, like, why on earth is a fat dude in a suit telling me how to hustle right oh honey you've been sitting on laps and hustling champagne rooms what size shoe pl- of pleaser do you wear like right. I'm, I'm just like you're looking at me and you're telling me this guy has money, but I'm telling you that I have already spoken to him and he's not going to spend it. So his black card means nothing. <laughs> and like, Rude. don't fucking tell me I need to go keep him company because he'll spend it. Like I have I I have spoken to him. If he wanted to be hustled, I would have hustled him. It's not right. like I'm a poor saleswoman. I'm a right. But So that's either here or there. So I I have always felt like that business model makes no fucking sense. I think that COVID has made it even more obvious that it makes no sense because there are a lot of clubs who cannot get dancers into the club because they're charging these house fees. Some of them are charging higher house fees, which is bullshit. (laughs) So they are 100% like they're stuck in a point where they are operating because they're trying to get customers to come in and they're trying to get girls in. But without girls paying house fees and girls there to get the customers to spend money other than buying drinks, like you literally cannot operate a strip club without strippers. Right. You could operate a strip club without the men in suits though. You sure could. Um, so the way I think about it is, is you need to put the strippers at the top. Amen. Like I very much would like it to be a co, like a co-op business. I think, I think that's in, I think that's ambitious for the beginning. I think in the beginning, I think it'll have to be just like me by like getting, being able to like get people to invest so that we can like co-own a club and then be able to let our dancers buy in to eventually make it cooperatively out. Yeah. Um, but, I think that the biggest thing that would change how strip clubs work would be making it so strippers are in charge of everything. So they're in charge of making the rules of like the rules of conduct for customers and figuring out like how money is split and things like that. I also really don't think there's any point in having strippers be independent contractors anymore because I couldn't tell you the last time I worked at a club that didn't still treat me like an employee. In Mm -hmm. fact, we, my old, like my, my home club here in Chicago that I retired from was owned by a different person, like a different group before these, like this major corporation took it over two years ago and we sued them and won. Wow. Or treating us like employees and taking a lot of our money and screwing
0: us. Yeah. Um, you know, you're, not given a, you're not given, like, insurance. I'm not. No, you're no not
1: given insurance. a 401k. I have no insurance, no 401k, no workers' comp. Right. Like, like, if I get injured or sick, there's nothing for me. I don't make right. any money until I can go back to work. They can right. fire you at the drop of the hat for arbitrary shit, such as not giving them enough of your hard earned money that they didn't grind dick for. <laughs> okay. Okay. And so it's just, it's absurd to me. I also very much think that if strippers own strip clubs currently, then at the bare minimum, if you can't get non Like, management, like, people, you can't get, like, individual dancers to come in. At the bare minimum, you could throw someone who's still in your staff on stage just to have somebody entertaining. Like, even if they're a little out of practice, if you throw on the heels in a bikini, you can at least be someone on a stage. Obviously, with all, almost all of the people in management being men, that's not even a possibility. Right. So, but yeah That's so great. I very much like I very much feel as though like strippers need to be included into the management of the club or otherwise like there is no way for the club to operate in a way that strippers are focused on and taken care of the entire way. I want to be able to provide a club environment where people can feel safe and protected. I want to provide a club environment where people are not, being discriminated against for their right. skin color or for what their hair looks like. Shout out to all the clubs in Chicago that won't hire me with the Afro. Um, wow. And what uh, what your body type looks like, and your sexual orientation, and your gender expression. I don't understand why no there is one club there's like a club up on the border between illinois and wisconsin that has like multiple floors and they have like a boy floor and a girl floor oh.
0: and like
1: so like that's like a you can like bounce around <laughs> oh. you can like go from club to club and have like whatever kind of party you want to have which i think is lit um i don't understand like why clubs don't provide a variety of people yeah. like a genuine genuine variety of people because a lot of clubs consider it a variety if they have girls that are different shades (laughs) they're like look we have girls that are all the exact same body type but look we have like black girls white girls latinas asians look and they're like didn't i do so great like they want a pat on the back because they have diversity and then like they won't hire a big girl like refuse would actually tell let her me tell you how look, if you hire look you her girl, dead in the face and be like, Honey, we could maybe hire you for day shift and you would still have to lose 20 pounds or some bullshit. Like, girl, it, please. And like again, like I've heard of girls getting fat listed at clubs, which is when they, when your manager like comes up to you and tells you you've gained too much weight and you can't go on stage anymore, Wow, which is your main form of advertisement to two people. But obviously if your Still hot, and if you have gained weight, then you have bigger titties and a bigger ass. So go these girls ass on the stage still make money, even though they're right. not allowed to go on stage because of their manager's arbitrary fucking like measurement of how what size they are. Uh. So it just is ridiculous to me that we that we look at strip clubs and essentially allow the male gaze and only a very specific type of male's gaze right dictate what is on stage right because I I think we are at a point where strip clubs don't need to be exclusively for cis white men okay like okay I think that strip clubs also don't need to be exclusively for straight men I think we're past the point of this boys club shit yes like we are at a point in life where a lot of people have money a lot of people it's no longer just like like white men at the very top spending money right. and like in like like black men at the very top in clubs that are mostly black like i think it's ridiculous that like the only customer almost entirely of my entire strip, strip club career that i've ever had to deal with is a man and like do i want to alienate men from my clubs no but do i think that certain men need to be made to feel unwelcome yes Okay, there you go due to make girls uncomfortable girl due to boundary push due to assault dancers Yeah. Due, like a, many of we those the, many of those men in the current business model are welcomed and sided with against dancers a lot of times if there is any type of an issue like imagine getting assaulted and having your manager not only not do anything but tell you well he spends a lot of money so you're just gonna have to get over it because i'm not gonna kick him out
0: wow 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 like
1: not even not banned not kicked out allowed to continue entering your club and because he spends money and that's that's ridiculous to me and i have seen i've seen guys come into the club and they're like giving the VIP treatment and everybody everybody in the staff knows and will warn the girls they grab, like, hey, this guy does X, Y, Z, be careful.
0: Wow. If we
1: the- all know this. Why is he allowed in the building?
0: Why is he here? Why is he, <laughs> like, why is yeah. he allowed? Right. Yeah,
1: so. I well, very that's exciting. Think, that's yeah, exciting. And I, I, I very I- much I- think that clubs, like a strip club should be a place you come to experience, to see sexy people yeah regardless for sure. of gender expression regardless of like race regardless of body type regardless of fucking like anything well i very much feel like sexy people come in all shapes sizes and colors and we we as a society could benefit from celebrating all those bodies not just to the that. not just the one body that society has decided is the best body right right and yeah. Like I just, I would like to see that. I would also like to see dancers get fucking healthcare from their yes. jobs. I would like to see dancers have healthcare included at their jobs. Cause it's ridiculous to me that dancers have to post go when they get injured at work.
0: Yeah. That's like, fucked up. yeah.
1: Uh, I want dancers to get childcare. Yeah. I want dancers to have childcare at their clubs yeah. I think that it's... I think that childcare is a big thing that I've heard from strippers that are mothers, that they have the most difficulty finding because of, like, the time that they need it. Mm-hmm. And, like, it... I feel like... There, and, like, these are all things that, like, they're concepts that haven't come to fruition. And there are things that, like, may come over time. Like, right. But I have, like, certain things, like, end goals that I deeply, deeply want to make a possibility. And I'm really, like, hoping that I can manage it. I'm, like, going to school to get the necessary skills in order to build the club, um, to create a club in yeah. a space that is different from any club you've ever seen, but also, like, still is a strip club. And... Yeah. I, like, deeply, deeply just, like, want to be able to open a, like, I, like, this is my personal dream. I want to be able to, like, make a strip club that is so filled with, like, positive energy and so filled with, like, acceptance and, like, so filled with, like, like, a warm, inviting atmosphere that, like, everyone who walks in it is taken in by it and 100% understands, like, what is going on. Because I hate when dudes, like, assume, because you're a stripper, that there must be, you must be downtrodden and this is your rock bottom or whatever. Like, no. I am a person who likes to entertain people and I am happy with my body and I don't have a problem sharing it with others. I don't have a problem putting it on display because I think the human body deserves to be worshiped. Like, and I also just, I would love to come to a point where I like had people working at my club and then like, they like went off to go dance at clubs in other areas because I would encourage them to try them. And then (laughs) they would come back like outraged and be like, Oh my God they charged me to work. Right. And then the bouncer, like, shook me down for money afterwards, even though he didn't do anything for me. Bitch, is this how it is? Like, I want to see that. Like, I want to create an environment that is so good to to my dancers that they leave and they're, like, appalled at the treatment. (laughs) Like, that's where I'm trying to be. Because I'm appalled at the treatment as a person who still loves stripping, Yeah. And I want to go back to stripping like part-time because I still love it. And I also really do think that in order to create the club I want to, I still need to have the experience of working in many clubs.
0: For sure. sure. Uh,
1: Like I've never worked in Atlanta. I've never worked. Oh, bitch, you guys. I've never to- worked in Atlanta. I've never worked in Dallas. I've never worked in, like, Miami. Like, I haven't yeah. worked in, like, a couple of major cities that I'm very much, like, I should probably work there before I'm, like, yeah, I'm done with clubs. And, like,
0: Right.
1: so that's what I want to do. But, yeah, like, I just personally am at a point where I'm just, like, we thought with Stripper Strike that we could make them change. Mm-hmm. And that was largely ignored. It doesn't help that we also, our clubs have been fucking closed for most of it. Right. But, we thought stripper strike, like I thought stripper strike was amazing. I, it was powerful. I got to perform at the march that we did, like after we like marched and went down, went to where we were having like our rally. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was beautiful and the space was just so like loving and it was so cathartic for many people, but these clubs aren't going to change for us. Yeah, These clubs aren't willing to change for us. These clubs would rather exploit us and fuck us over and take our money than treat us with respect and respect the fact that we're the reason why they exist.
0: Exactly. They would
1: rather continue to do what they're doing than acknowledge that if we are treated better, we are better workers for them and we are also like invested like right in the club like like i want to be able to like be like dancers start off at 25 an hour or something like that like okay. i want to be outright like because if you're going to be employed by the club like i'm employing you because you are the reason my customers come in here right you are my salespeople. right you are the reason people are buying bottles you're the reason people are buying rooms buying dances cashing out once whatever I want to make sure you're paid and good and happy to be here and even if no one comes in you're going to have money on your paycheck like that's what I want like
0: that's it's just- awesome Fierce that's awesome I think that you can do it one day for sure And I feel like, you know, you have all the tools. You just like you said you're already. This is my like seven year
1: plan. I'm hoping to get it I'm hoping to get it going like I'm turning twenty nine in January. I have a year until thirty after that. Okay. By thirty, I'm like trying to have like the groundwork done enough that ideally I could be doing it in the year I turn thirty, like breaking nice.
0: that's a good goal
1: that's a really We shall good goal. see but yeah, yeah i that's what i want that's what i want
0: well fierce thank you so much like you seriously have like just you give us so much knowledge you give us so much tea oh for all this God. stuff so thank <laughs> you um we're gonna take a break um because we've been talking a lot and give you know give our listeners just a little break to just take a little drinky drink and we'll be right back okay and we'll be right back after these detailed messages and we are back. So um, we're going to move it along to the next segment. Um, Fierce, uh, we're going to do our weekly segment called Meditate, Masturbate, and Medicate. So this week, uh, Fierce, what do you choose?
1: Medicaid. I would Medicaid. love to talk to the people about the choice of antidepressants.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, so this week, guys... Uh, Fierce is going to talk to us. She's in a, She chose Medicaid, but we're not going to talk about cannabis. We're going to talk about antidepressants. So Fierce, so you've recently actually now are medicated. So can yes. you tell us about
1: that? Um, so third time is a charm for me. Um, I had a truly awful experience trying a medication when I was like in college, I was super depressed. And it ended up making me feel like I, had, I was on hinge and I hated it. I quit it to cold turkey. And then it took me literally like, four more years, no, six more years to get to the point where I was willing to look again. Um, I basically arrived at a point in my life, like with like lockdown and everything, like I was speaking to my therapist, my therapist, my current therapist is like amazing. And she has truly gotten me to a point. She's broken through a lot of my like hangups, my barriers, and like has really helped me grow as a person. Um, and despite that, I came to the realization that. I am probably at the best point of my mental health I have ever been since I was diagnosed with depression when I was seventeen, oh, wow. and I hundred percent like realized I was like, if I still feel depressed when I am objectively at my best in terms of like my life where I'm sitting like my bank account is fat. My life is going well. I'm in a good living situation because living spaces and roommate shit has been a problem for me previously. Like my home is my temple. And I really did come to the conclusion. I was like, I obviously am doing what I can for my mental health as much as I can. And it's still not, I'm still depressed. I'm not, I haven't gone past it yet. So I spoke to my therapist about it, and she was like, okay, like, if you think that, like, you should talk to your, like, your doctor. So I talked to my primary care physician, and he was like, okay. Um, he tried me out on Zoloft first, um, so this is my second antidepressant that I'm trying, and it, like, that was trash. I hated it. I didn't hate it. It just... I didn't feel any effects and it made me like so gassy. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> like, I was just like, this is pointless. Like I don't want to take this medication on all the negative side effects and none of the positives. Like, right. What's the
0: fucking point.
1: And then I got switched to um, amitriptyline, which is like, a, um, it's a tricyclic, which is like kind of old school. It's like before Prozac, before Zoloft, this was like what they prescribed to people. Um, and Then I like started taking this shit, and I was like, "Whoa, is this how people feel every day?" I was like, "Holy shit! Like y'all just wake up like this? Like this is crazy!" So
0: then, then basically, your mood is like is like changed. Like you, my mood is drastically
1: improved. But the biggest manifestation of my depression for me was my inability to give a fuck. I was Mm -hmm. very very indifferent. And I was very, very, I had very little motivation. So like when I'm depressed, when I'm depressed, I'm like, In my house, and like I consider it a win if I like get one thing on my to do list that day. I'm like, wow, I really got a lot done today. But like, (laughs) I was really there are some points in quarantine, I was like in my feels, and I was just like, there's nothing going on for me, there's nothing for me to do. I'm like not showering, I'm like sleeping all day, drinking, and whatever. Like, I was not doing well. Like, April, May, okay, that time it was a bad time, Mm -hmm. and like. I was able to like come out of that with therapy. But then once I was like, I'm still doing pretty decent, but I would like to feel better. I tried this antidepressant and I, ugh, the amount of shit I get done is wild. The amount of shit I get done in a day is wild. The amount of like energy I have, the, the way I like just greet the world. I'm just like happier and I'm enjoying myself more. And like, am I functioning like, like, at 100% all the time? No, I don't think anyone can claim to be functioning at 100% all the time. But I am officially, like, my baseline is higher. Okay. That was the biggest thing for me. And I've actually spoken to, like, several of my friends because, like, I feel like I feel like COVID might be finally the time where we as a society take mental health seriously.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. Because yeah.
1: I feel like a lot of people are suddenly, like, being confronted with their own mental health when they're stir-crazy and at home and they don't know yeah. what to do with themselves. And I have definitely had friends who, like, because I've been very transparent about me going on – antidepressants on the internet and like with my friends in person or whatever or like via like zoom call and (laughs) so like i've been very i've been very candid about like how it's going for me and like i've had friends hit me up and be like hey like you inspired me to like talk to my doctor and like see about getting into therapy and like see see about trying a medication like thank you for talking about this like out loud and like that's one big thing especially because i'm black like we yeah. don't talk about mental health no, <laughs> we don't. talked about it on the black line car- Chronicle Is like we really really don't talk about mental health very much no. like as like, because we're talking,
0: we're, we're we're such a like strong group of people because we've mm-hmm. endured so much throughout yeah. like our ancestors and throughout our, the years so we just pride ourselves in being so strong and strong-minded and like we can handle anything so, in a sense, if if you actually admit to yourself or admit to the, uh, to your peers, you can't handle it, then you're yeah. as weak. You're viewed as you know lesser than, and it's like at the same. It's like we need to stop that you know dynamic. We need to admit when we're like, okay, hey, this is not like I'm actually depressed or I'm actually sad. Mm-hmm. Like, I I feel it and I need help. And it's like we're so proud that we can't ask for help. Yeah. And we're so like you know like, I and mean, then that's a huge problem in our community. I feel like we should be able to normalize talking about you know medicating ourselves if we need to if we're feeling sad this is the time so many people are going through so much bullshit right now so many
1: people are like at rock fucking bottom yes like at rock goddamn bottom and like i feel like we like no one has really been taught how to reach out for mental health help yeah like i like there are people they're like there are certain people in certain like certain like walks of life who have been afforded the ability to like see a psychiatrist and like be diagnosed with like whatever, like with whatever, like mental illness they had from an early age, like like, props to anyone who got medicated before they hit their teens. Wow. Must be nice. (laughs) I
0: I know. I
1: know. I was talking to my mom when I went home, like, and saw her, like, I was just like, I was like, I just really wonder what my life would be like if I had experienced, like, being medicated, like, adequately, like, at an earlier wow. age, like, where right. I would have been, like, what about my life would have been different, and, like, obviously, you can't change the past, and I have re- right. no regrets about, like, my life, but I definitely, like, am just conscious of the fact that, like, damn, like, and depression is hereditary, like, these mental illnesses oh, are, yeah. like, 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 these are things that affect, like, like, they go back, and, like, I just think about, like, there's so many people whose parents just sucked it up, because yeah, there was absolutely. no mental health care hardly at all when they were going up and they just had to push through it. And wow. that in turn makes their parents be completely unable to like, understand where you're coming from. Cause they're like, well, I got through it. Why can't you? Right. And it's just like, right. I don't want to get through it. <laughs> I want to get help. (laughs) I I need help. Yeah. Yeah. And like Mm -hmm. acknowledging that you need help is like the biggest step for everyone first. Oh yeah.
0: We're too prideful to admit that. Yeah.
1: So few people are willing to admit that something's going on with their life. That's not necessarily like the norm, you know? And I think I'm so like thankful for the digital age, because at least like you start to hear more like about it from more people just by virtue of being able to access the internet, we're, billions of people use yeah. um I definitely think that like uh we already talked about the read but again the read always talks about mental health and they're two black queer people so like it's very yeah. much like them being like hey this is my life I'm having I'm struggling with this I'm having a hard time and like mm-hmm. I just I was finally able to have a doctor give me something that like really actually made it less hard I was yeah. also confronted with the fact that like we're going into like chicago winter yeah seasonal depression is already bad
0: (laughs) we get such
1: little daylight and like obviously we're not like canada or any far north so we it could be worse it's bad enough
0: it's It's bad enough
1: it it starts getting dark around four ish p.m and it's pitch black by five like it's not like it's Like it's not like there's a lot of fucking sunlight. And like the sunlight that you're getting isn't very direct either. And you're also not trying to spend any time outside getting any of the vitamin D anyways. It's fucking cold as shit. So And there's a pandemic.
0: So there's like fucking COVID outside. So like what the fuck? Yeah, like you really, really don't want (laughs) to go out anywhere.
1: So I for me, like I was just like, I don't know if I can handle Chicago winter without some sort of chemical yeah out. Girl, <laughs> i was shout like out
0: to, shout out to your antidepressants shout out to fucking cannabis yes it's, it's, yeah well, like you need
1: girl. it you need it and like i have definitely actually still been like I. so i'm an edible person i don't really smoke weed i'm more like oh, edibles girl. are my shit um oh my so i'd like get this like edible that I like order from this guy who like makes them like artisanal chocolate vegan chocolate they're so good. Yum. And like so like I'll like wake up in the morning and I'll have myself a little edible and like go around like turn on some music make a smoothie. Oh, I've also been microdosing
0: shrooms. Oh my god. So last the last episode with Joy, uh, she's a cannabis entrepreneur and she actually told us about microdosing shrooms too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so, I need to get into
1: that. I haven't that. been doing it like regularly cuz I don't have like such a huge supply. But like right. the same person also sells like shroom pills and then you like, okay. like, like figure out what's your like thing actually the first time I tried it I took one like one whole one and then like immediately after that had a family zoom call and then I was like I was like fine but the moment we got off I was like (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) I was like like, I was like you know I I kept together very well because it wasn't like hitting me that hard at first but the moment I got off I was like I need to lay down (laughs) like, girl. <laughs> but yeah microdosing shrooms has been lovely like occasional thing I like add them to my smoothies I feel like that's like a good okay way
0: that's like a it. good way to do it right yeah that's
1: and good. like that's been nice as well I feel like like that com- combined with like having my antidepressant just like made for better days I don't I do think my antidepressant still keeps me at a level that I don't need to have like weed or microdosing shri- or microdose shrooms or whatever however yeah. like I enjoy the weed. <laughs>
0: yes, girl. It
1: also like gets me in the mood to like pull. Like I really, oh for sure. Yeah. Yeah, whenever learn, like, I'm high baby. and like whenever I'm high and I pull, I'm like so smooth. Yes, bitch. Like, um, cool. but yeah, I so, love that though. I'm yeah, so, so happy like, that the medication, answer baby. Like, don't let the stigma get to you. Like, if you genuinely like feel like you need help, yeah. like, and like it's okay to need help people. <laughs> like, yeah. It is okay to need help. A lot of people need help right now. Like, seriously, if you have a primary care physician, like you don't even have to talk to a psychiatrist in order to discuss like whatever type of medication that you would like for your mental health. And like, if you have a good primary care physician and you have a relationship with them, you can start the discussion about being like, Hey, like I'm dealing with these things. And like, I would like to know if it's possible that I could improve upon these things and make them less difficult to deal with in my day-to-day life because honestly i'm sure that these doctors are prescribing like a lot right now there's a lot of people probably coming to them with the same issues and just that little bit that little bit that little bit helps That little bit helps. And I really just, yeah, I really do think like, if you need to medicate, do not feel bad about it. Fucking like, go get you some, whatever, whatever ends up being what works for you. (laughs) Like go try it out. Cause if you can manage it, like in the, and you can manage to find something with the side effects that aren't too bad for you and you can enjoy a better life. Like I encourage it. And I, I would, I would hope that anyone who is depressed or has anxiety or ADHD or BPD, like, you know, like many, many things, like I would hope that like, people who are having those experiences could feel empowered. Like if, if you needed a sign, this is your sign. <laughs> there you, <laughs> you go. You got are this, this is your sign. Ask for help. Yeah, Ask for help. Ask for help. Well,
0: Fierce, thank you so much for sharing your story, because seriously, like, I think that is really great, because no one's really talked about antidepressants yet on my show, so thank you for sharing that. I really, really fucking adore you in that sense, because you're super knowledgeable in that sense, too, so appreciate you on that.
1: I've just, it's been on my heart, because I'm just like, man, like everyone should get to feel like this
0: (laughs) yeah sure Well, we're gonna we're gonna move it on to the next segment which Mm -hmm. is the quote of the day and i have a quote based off of us so (laughs) uh do not be afraid of exploring your sexuality fantasies and desires embrace them love them make them yours they are a part of who you are, and that is by anonymous. So that's yes. amazing.
1: Yes, I was absolutely. like, we gotta
0: we gotta talk about the sexuality because we're both bitches that embrace our sexuality. Yes, so. like get
1: naked in front
0: of a mirror and
1: just like yeah. look at yourself and be like, oh, Stop look that
0: at me. In the mirror, like, though. like
1: seriously though, <laughs> love on yourself, love, love on, on yourself. I
0: love you, girl. Thank you so much for joining us. I want so <laughs> plug plug everything you need. So yeah, guys, if you guys want to reach out and follow her, she's gonna go ahead and give us all. All her handles go ahead, girl.
1: Okay, so I am that bitch fierce on all platforms that is Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Now I just recently started getting on TikTok. Oh, I gotta follow you, girl. Yes, and then I also am a part of a podcast with my co host Ramona. It's called Pay to Play Podcast. It is not currently on like Spotify or anything, it's just on SoundCloud at the moment. It is pay the number two play pod. So check us out. We are actually just, we were just discussing, like getting some more episodes out for you. Yay, I love your podcast. Getting it popping. So yeah, like, thank you so much for having me on your show. This was amazing. I had some yes, fun. Yes,
0: thank you. Thanks for chatting with us, informing us and sharing your story. Um, I really appreciate it, girl. You know, I love following you on Twitter, girl. So yeah, yeah I'll always put all of to. her information in the show notes, guys, so you guys can all follow her and everything. And yeah, as always guys, please make sure you subscribe to Kimboology, follow me on Instagram, Twitter. I'm on TikTok too. Um what am I else? Um always send your Q&As to at gmail.com. Um we I still will be doing that giveaway guys, so I haven't forgot about it. I know I mentioned that in a few podcasts um ago that I want to do a giveaway. Um I want to reach a nice fun number before I do that. And also I will announce all that on Instagram. So I will be doing a giveaway before the end of the year. So keep a lookout for that. There will be a secret code in the podcast that you will have to um, let me know or message me and I'll let you, I'll explain all the details when I post it on my social media platforms. It will be on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and all that stuff. So yeah. Keep a lookout for that. But thanks, Fierce. Look at her. She's all chilled out, ready to like go to bed. I appreciate you joining me. (laughs) I know, girl. She's been on the floor for like hours. So we're going to let you guys go. (laughs) As always, thank you so much for listening. And yeah, I'll see you guys next week. And say bye. Bye, Thanks for having me. Thank you. Kimbo out. Brought to you by the Rick Dog Network. (coughs) Well, shoot the damn dog.